set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi guys, you're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Claudine from 1974, directed by John Barry. So we're back again this week discussing black families in New York, this time in Harlem, with a different spin. Um, so this film um, was my pick again. Um, I have never seen Claudine and I was very interested in watching it because I wanted to see something different um, from what I was used to with seeing Diane Carroll. Um, I am going to be honest and say I'm not very familiar with Diane Carroll's work outside of a couple of things, mostly like Dynasty and Julia, um, I'm used to seeing her very, very glamorous and like beautiful, like the epitome of beauty and things like that. And when I saw like Claudine and some of um, like the essays about it, I was like, okay, what is this film? What it? What is it exactly about? And that's what like piqued my interest. And I was like, okay, we we have to we have to talk about this movie. Um, and I'm kind of glad that we looked into it and watched it because <laughs> it, it, it was not, it was not what I expected at all in a lot of different ways. I know. I was kind of like, uh, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I watched it twice because I'm so used to, um, I'm so used to like, like a like a what do you call it a closed caption thing or whatever so I was kind of like I'm struggling <laughs> here to like understand everything that's going on so that was kind of an interesting thing but I, we did find shout out to um, um, Ingenuity and YouTube <laughs> yeah I mean yeah hopefully it's not gone searching. by the time this comes out but this yeah. movie is hard to find it yeah, it has a Criterion release which I was surprised about. I don't even know if people know that it had a Criterion release. Yeah, it was fairly recently. I want to say within the last two to three years. I feel like it may have been two thousand eighteen or nineteen because okay. I remember when it was announced. Um, it is definitely on my list now. It's probably going to be my next purchase along with the Melvin Van Peoples collection. Like. <laughs> Those are my top two next picks because I need the I need the watermelon man like I need that I need okay. that movie. <laughs> um, but this is this is a movie that I need a physical copy of. Like after watching it for the show, I I need this. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it's well done. It's very well done. I feel like there's we didn't really talk about like I guess we well. I, because we only watched the one movie, but I guess we can compare and contrast sort of like how the families are portrayed and things like that, because it's a little different from Brooklyn as far as like point of view. And um, I would also say like how the families are depicted. Cause I was just, 
sitting there last night and I was like, all right, let me try to remember this movie because <laughs> it's been a minute since I watched it. And I was like, what are the names of these children? <laughs> I do not know. I only know the the prominent kids. So I yeah, would there's say only like two prominent kids, I think. <laughs> yes. It's a whole bunch of kids. But... And the rest of them just like, well, all right, you exist. <laughs> I mean, they have names in the credits, but like, I don't remember them kids talking. <laughs> Having personalities. It's, it's it's like three. It's like two and a half with personalities. And then it's the babies. And they're yeah. the babies. Yeah. They're just the children that are just like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, as children would be. Um, I would say this is like a social issues movie, but not in the way that it's like, you going to learn a lesson today. <laughs> <laughs> Message? Yes, it's not like Keenan Ivory Wayne is popping up with a message, but it is it is a message movie. It's a message movie. Um, and I liked that it wasn't as heavy handed as some of the more modern movies that we get now. Are you talking about because we're about to get another? <laughs> no, I'm just saying in general. We're about to get another Jordan Peele. <laughs> Like, um, extravaganza. I, uh, I haven't watched the trailer, but I guess we I watched the trailer. Like, oh, did you? I only saw Stephen Yen in a cowboy hat, and I was like, "Well, I see that you've been listening." However, I don't. I'm not easily swayed. <laughs> not after Candyman. Oh, that's not. Is that, that, yeah, that is him, though. That's I still. Him. I forgot he wrote. No, it was hair heavily. <laughs> that was him. That was his fault. That was him working through <laughs> another person. And we shan't ever have that again. Um, I got one in the chamber for that movie for real. <laughs> I, that was doing, upsetting. <laughs> upsetting, depressing, annoying. <laughs> All the ings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say this movie, I guess where it's time to is, it, you know... Whereas we might know these things today, I feel like what they're talking about would be very illuminating um, for certain audiences and possibly just like affirming for other audiences, particularly black women um, who are being looked at in sort of a negative light for having large families and, you know, that kind of, and like having to take government assistance, um, even though government assistance has a lot of very stringent rules that that I feel like people don't really take into account. They just feel like the government is just giving you money. Yeah. Every time you get government assistance, and I was like, "Girl, does this does this government look like you live in this country? Do you think that the government gives you anything <laughs> like for real with no strings or rules attached? Like, be honest, like these penny pinching motherfuckers. But like, like um, a country that is built on the mythology, like its own mythology of like, we built this from the ground up with knowing that it did not build anything on its own. Like the people who came here and pretended like they built everything on their own. You think that (laughs) like, (laughs) as I learned in history and from various Netflix (laughs) productions, you couldn't even kick for yourself, right? Like y'all was shivering and y'all seen the like even referencing another movie like The Witch. 
Yeah. Y'all want to have the on your, on your homestead rescue, on your Laurel Ingalls Wilder, on your little house in the prairie, on your John Wayne. Like, <laughs> you shit. I um, almost died. <laughs> well, you mean? I mean, yes. So, like, without other people, without indigenous people, without black people, without other people of color, bitch. Oh, y'all be dead in the water. Mm-hmm. Just out this. here. Um, we have none of this. That's that's a fact. So all this like hemming and hawing over like fucking giving people money, and then you don't give them enough money, or if they do anything, they're like, "Well, we gotta dock you." And just like, bitch, it's like a it's 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 made to keep people in a certain cycle of poverty. Mm-hmm. And then they talk about quite extensively in this movie. Sometimes I was like, "Well, girl, have a normal conversation," but like. <laughs> but it's like it's it's generally I mean it's the defining part of the relationship because when you suggest this movie I thought that they were already together and they just had this big ass family and they were just like going through it like good times but like <laughs> that's not the actual plot because it involves Diane Carroll's character Claudine meeting well no she's I don't know she she's like admired him from afar I guess um, but she meets Rupert aka Rupe. AKA James L. Jones being very young, but also looking much like James L. Jones has always looked. <laughs> I know he looks he looks like a, a dad slash granddaddy a little bit. A young it's, young granddad, yeah, like but he's granddad all was forty five. Yeah, but he's all pruned and like built and stuff. How tall is James L. Jones? I have questions. Um yeah, she meets him and and they develop like a thing. Thank you, screen time. Um, they develop like a thing for each other, but they have certain like rules with within like the welfare program that like if she's accepting any gifts or she has a man or anything like that, like they could dock her for that, like reduce her pay or even take her off the program entirely and and she can't work too that's the other thing which makes no freaking sense (laughs) like she can't work so she has to rely on this government pay and she basically has to just like sit there and i guess like raise these children until they're 18 until she can finally work which i don't know how old she'd be by then but it makes no freaking sense (laughs) but the the whole welfare program is like the pretty much the uh it's like the roadblock to their relationship, essentially. Oh, James Earl Jones is six foot two. Oh, that, it's ooh, crazy. Okay. I mean, it makes sense because I was sitting there looking at him and I was like, he's so young, but like he also looks much like he does now. <laughs> I mean, not now. He's like 91. But like, as we would know, James Earl Jones to look like. <laughs> and like, okay, so... What was this? A this little context a for a lot of these things. Because, the, okay, another thing why I found this movie, like, so good is because this is an area of interest for me. Um, like, government programs and how they can be used better to actually, like, help people is important to me. Um, a lot of government programs are stripped away. They have been stripped away by many presidencies, most notably Reagan's administration. Yeah, um, I was going to say this is pre-Reagan, pre-welfare like queen stuff, but this is probably like, a, his presidency is probably a direct reaction to these programs, and, and mm-hmm. also, it's weird because they were already like, 
under such heavy surveillance. I mean, like, you have a lady come to your house and be like, you got any new things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you bought yourself something nice? If you did, well, guess what? We're going to dock that from your next deposit. I'm like, what kind of shit is that? <laughs> so, like, they're, like, it's very stringent. Like, you can't have, like Ashley was saying, you can't have anything. But these programs were put into place, like, um, social welfare programs, just so you know, and I'm pretty sure you have already realized at this point that the United States has the worst social welfare programs for its citizens probably in the world. Like, they're one of the worst. Yeah, Um, I would assume so. I feel like even in countries where you'd be like, they don't have anything for your citizens, I'm like, I feel like they would take a lot better care of them than they do here. um, But a lot of these programs were put into place um, as part of the New Deal by... um, FDR, his administration as a result of the Great Depression, as everything that happened with that, um, because people were left with nothing after all the banks just had nothing. So they, with like the programming there, there were programs to fortify the banks so they couldn't bankrupt banks and families and leaving families desolate. Um, also, um, the original program for well, um, well, what is known as welfare at this particular time um, was assistance for dependent um, children, I believe. Um, that was one of the programs that was put into place along with Social Security. So those programs did not exist prior to the New Deal. Um, and yeah, all as, this stuff is pretty new. Like when you really think of it, mm-hmm. it's only about a hundred or so years, maybe not even because when it was the Great Depression, nineteen twenty nine mm-hmm. to like nineteen thirty something, something right before World War. II. And most of them were put into place like nineteen thirty five, I believe. Yeah, um, so we're not even there a hundred years, and everybody's been like, "Nope, get rid of this shit today." Yeah, and <laughs> like with Reagan, I know. This is 74 Mm -hmm. um, when this movie was made, but with Reagan's administration, he was like, okay, y'all are spending too much money. Too much money is going out on these social programs, so let's strip it down. And with other administrations, including like the Clinton administration, he was like, okay, I like how streamlined these programs are for government standpoints. So he kept the government spending kind of slim. And that's why you have a lot of nonprofits that provide supplemental government support. Yeah, it really makes you think, like, why do we have a government exactly? <laughs> if I'm not being taken care of, because, like, oh, I don't need a government. That's everybody's favorite thing. I have a friend who's like that. She's like, I don't take handouts from the government. I'm just like, but you give them taxes at the end of the year. So, essentially, they need to be giving you back something, girl. <laughs> and they're giving all your money to go bomb people in other countries. Like, can I just get a little bit of a little bit of something <laughs> to have to... I mean, do you know how much rent costs? <laughs> like, what the fuck is this country? It's so ridiculous. And if the people who participate in these programs are looked at as, like, lazy and and pretty much, like, they have no pride in themselves or anything like that and they're just here to like mooch off the government which I was just like well, what is the point of having programs if you're not going to help people um but also like when like I don't think 
it's like very convenient that they ignore all of these like rules that are being placed on people who have to use these programs. Yeah. Because it's like she can't work, but she doesn't really get enough money to do anything. So she has to supplement that income with more money. So she has to secretly work. It's all a whole thing. Yeah. So I guess we could start there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wait, before we get into that, because I did a little research. Okay. A little bit. Okay. So what I found a little interesting, because I watched a little bit of an interview with um, um, Diane Carroll. Um, I learned that she was not considered for the role. Um, the role originally was for an actress. Her name's Diane Sands. Diane, sorry, Diana Sands. She was originally cast, cast in the role, um, but she became ill and was not able to um, be um, Claudine. And she suggested Diane, um, Diane Carroll for the role. And the directors and others were like, no, we, she cannot be this role. Because they were so used to seeing her as Julia. And if you guys aren't familiar with Julia, it was one of the first um, TV shows that featured a Black lead. Um, Julia was a nurse. Um, she was a single parent and a nurse. Um, so it was an important TV show at that time. Um, and it was also a TV show that didn't feature, I don't know how to say this, but like. Are you going to say trauma? Yeah, it, it didn't feature like struggle. Like it wasn't like, we we don't know, Lord, we don't know what we're going to do this week. Like, like those the, like kind of times. Yeah, it wasn't like that. She was just, you know, a single parent raising her 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 son from week to week. Was it and a comedy? That, it wasn't a comedy per se. It was just like a day-to-day life. Um, and that it was the late sixties and from what I I've only seen a couple, like maybe one episode about it, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is not necessarily for me, and that's fine. Um, but I read a little bit about it and it received some criticism about not being realistic enough. And I'm like, I see that from, now. For who? Like, who is it not realistic for? Like, I That's don't understand. All the time. It's just like, we want to show this and we want to show black people like this. But then, like, if you don't show something else that they're going through, then it's like unrealistic. Like, nobody can make up their fucking minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like literally no one can make up their minds like girl because like we want we want meaty roles for people and we want this and but i was like well if you get the meaty roles i'm i'm, I'm here to tell you that it's going to involve some some trials and tribulations child mm-hmm. most of the time <laughs> i don't know where y'all are seeing these these roles they're like well white people don't have this and i'm just like there's so many roles. <laughs> There's so many movies where they get shot at and <laughs> all kinds of craziness. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if you know what you want, but like, I feel like in the grand scheme of things, this would be highly, highly groundbreaking, even if it seems like kind of boring because there is nothing really going on. Because if it's not a comedy, then what is it? Yeah. And like, so just be weird. Make weird shit. Make yeah, a, make a crash with Negroes. 
Wow. She means the car crash, not the Not the crash. crash. They already did that, and that was terrible. Not the racist crash. No. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Christ. Yeah, I don't... Um, I see Diana Sands was in Julia. Mm-hmm. She was, like, a guest star. Um, so, like, Diane helped her out by giving her a role at a time she needed, and they had worked together in the past. Um, so by offering, like suggesting Diane for the role, it was meant to kind of rejuvenate her career at a time when she needed it. But no one felt that she could bring Claudine to life because she was seen as Julia. And Diane was talking about in this interview, she was like, no, like, I know this woman. Like, I do y'all know where I'm from? Um, because they, since they saw her so put together, they assumed she was from somewhere else. And she's like, no, I'm from New York. Like, I am from New York City. Like, I have, I know this woman. I have women like this in my family. I can be her. Like, I know who she is. If y'all could give me a chance, I can I could be Claudine. I am Claudine. So she said that she just showed up without any makeup on and read for the lines. And she was like, okay. Um, um, she convinced them that she can embody the role and they gave her a chance for this role. But she, it took a lot of convincing for her, um, for them to consider her for the role. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting because From what I knew of her, I couldn't see her as Claudine either because yeah. she's high glamour. Like she is telling she's Dwayne Cleophas Wayne to die. Like just <laughs> die. Like she is tell- protecting her baby Whitley Gilbert from this man who is unfor- like below her status. Like yeah. she's glamour. She's dynasty. Like she's glamour. So this is like an everyday woman role. And that's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie also had me stressed out in a whole bunch of different ways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like there's some parts where I was like, I thought it was going to be a little bit more drama. And then it would be drama in a different way. And I'm like, girl, what's going on? <laughs> Um, so, and I feel like she was nominated for, mm-hmm. she got an Oscar, for, mm-hmm. Me, well, Oscar nomination. Yeah, she got an Oscar nomination for this role for Best Actress, which I don't think you ever hear about, um, at least I, this is the first time I'd ever heard about it, mm-hmm. so, especially on the, on the heels of the Oscar nominations, because <laughs> while we're recording this, they have just released the Oscar nominations, and it is some garbage once again. Um, so it's very interesting to see that because this is like one of those, those roles that once again, you don't really hear about this role ever. And also you never hear about her being nominated. Yeah. So it's forgotten. Yeah, it is very forgotten. It is very weird because like everything I ever see about Diane Carroll on like online and stuff is just, you know, it's really from, (laughs) from Dynasty. Dynasty, I guess, had a chokehold 
on the girls. <laughs> so it's very, uh, it's very curious to me. But I'm sure somebody else is probably like, I know about this, but <laughs> I want you to like pause, <laughs> pause that thought. We're all working through this together. <laughs> We're listening and learning, y'all. We're listening and learning together. No fake eyelashes, but we're all, I'm learning, I'm listening, I'm growing. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I thought that was very interesting. I think James Earl Jones was also nominated for Best Actor? For the Golden Globes, I believe. Yeah, okay, I misread that. What am I, he's been nominated for so many things, child. (laughs) Like, I think there's like a separate wiki just for all his nominations and wins. Um, so what did he win for? What am I trying to remember? What did James Earl Jones win for? Oh, he never won a competitive Oscar. He has an honorary Oscar. Man. Raggedy. Mm. <laughs> but if we're mentioning awards for Claudine now, they both won best well, sorry, Outstanding Actor and Outstanding Actress in a Motion Picture at the NAACP Image Awards for oh, Claudine. The image, the image Awards always come through when everybody's, mm-hmm. well, you know what, I can't say that because then they just nominate like Aquafina or something. Don't, we, we don't, we don't mention <laughs> that here. What has she done? What, what hold does she have on the public? I don't get it. I just don't understand. I don't understand that movie. <laughs> I don't understand any of it. We just leave Nora from Queens alone. Although I do want to watch The Farewell, but I probably will have to be an old, old, old woman before I see that. <laughs> but like, ah, that one, that almost got me. But yeah, oh, he won for... He was nominated for uh, Best Actor for The Great White Hope, mm. um, which mm. yeah, I have not heard of or seen, um, but it's it about is... Jack Johnson and his first wife. Mm. Yeah. It's looking kind of crazy, from what I can tell. It is one of those kind of movies. There's some Sue of Side in it. Um, yeah, it's looking crazy, but yeah, he was... Um, he, I guess, plays Jack Johnson, or sorry, Jack, Jack Jefferson. He was also nominated for the Britney B. <laughs> Fantastic um, Actor Award for The Sandlot. Um, <laughs> I was like, who the hell? <laughs> ah, The Sandlot kept me on edge for several years. <laughs> Supporting actor, The Beast. Oh, yes. God. That was a... Oh, I love that movie. That would be my, like, horror film where I loved that movie, but I was also terrified of it. My mom was like, you are not screaming. <laughs> but you always wanted to watch the movie. So I didn't know what to do. But every time we put it on, you'd be, like, terrified. But you wanted to watch it. <laughs> yeah, The Beast. Fuck. <laughs> no, that was scary. I mean, what, what was it, like, a St. Bernard? Yeah, it was cool, Joe. Yeah, it was a cool Yeah, and St. Bernard's are gorgeous, beautiful, lovely creatures. They they could be a Beethoven or they could be a Cujo. (laughs) You just never know. And in that moment, he was a Cujo. And I was like, what the hell is going on? (laughs) I've watched them so long. It'd be nice to revisit. Um, Yeah, and I forgot. We should also give a shout out to one of my favorite movies, Dr. Strangelove, which is Mm. James L. Jones' first 
on-screen appearance, or at least film appearance, um, where he <laughs> unfortunately bombed the shit out of some some country in Russia. I think it's Russia. Um, yeah, uh, long, long storied career. I don't even know. You'd have to have a separate fucking podcast just for his career. Um, voice acting, television acting, uh, stage performer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Most recently in coming to number two, America, he popped and in. Was, yep. And I think he, didn't he reprise his mm -hmm. roles as Mufasa in that movie? That um, wasn't as good as the other movie. <laughs> I mean, I probably, you know, I'm not going to find out. I think he did because they were like, y'all got to do this now because he's old. And I was like, y'all, I'm so class. <laughs> I thought this was a classy party. like yeah, A classy party. Yeah, just, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's, he's been doing a lot of voice roles, I see. I think they just call him and they're like, can you do Darth Vader? <laughs> we just need you to talk into the little voice box thing and you know, really put the fear of God into the girls, you know? So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, this movie starts um, in Harlem. I believe that's where they are, where you see Claudine and all her kids, and they're, like, walking her to the bus stop, I believe, um, where she gets on a bus. And I love these bus scenes because it's, like, her and a bunch of other black women. <laughs> gossiping and talking a lot of um filthiness uh -huh. they was like girl you you okay you know what you need in your life some dude <laughs> basically <laughs> basically she said vitamin f and i was like oh it's the dick appointment <laughs> you know what you need girl that dude <laughs> That's why you're so tired all the time, you know? You just need a little dick in your life. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Some lady's like, I'm, I've been taking my vitamins. I'm like, okay, Miss Miss, Miss Dora. Miss <laughs> Dorothea over here. <laughs> she was a Dorothea, for real. It was an Ethel, it was a Dorothea. Give me another one. Any, any. Miss Ruth. Yeah. Miss Ruth. Yeah, I was giving it, let's give it a lot of them. <laughs> And she's just kind of, doesn't she say something like she can't have a boyfriend or something? Yeah, she she's can't. like, y'all know I got kids. Y'all know I can't be bringing anybody into my house. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. And she, they was like, girl, everybody got time for it. You better just live your life. You better make some time, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, a, she's like, like jokingly appalled, but <laughs> it's, it's very funny. But like, we see them pause. I forgot. We need to talk about the music. Oh, it's Gladys Knight in the Pips. Yeah, and the music and the lyrics are by Curtis Mayfield. So this is mm -hmm. a this is a production. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know who John Barry was, the director. Was he, he I yeah, learned he was, a little bit about him, child. Polish Jewish Polish Jewish and Romanian. He was also blacklisted um because they thought he was a communist, so he was like with mm -hmm. Trumbo. Wow. Um, so he had to live in exile in France for a little bit. Um, oh, wow. They got him out of here. Yeah. So like he was he was blacklisted in Hollywood um, because he made a short documentary about like all of the directors who they were like, ah, y'all are communists. Like what what y'all up to? Um, so he had to he had to peace out for a little bit. Um, he was jailed, too. Mm -hmm. I guess he was in it. 
Well, I guess some, the person who accused him had been jailed by Congress. And I guess he was like, well, here, here go him too. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, he testified to clear his name. Mm-hmm. Or cleared himself by naming names, sorry. Oh, Lord. So after he, yeah, after the person who, after the person who accused him, I think it was Ed, Edward Dimitriak. That's mm-hmm. probably way off. But, um, yeah, he got to uh, resume his career. And so I guess Barry and a few other people were like, we got to go. Yeah. Um, so this is actually like his first, like he had made some other films um, after like things were cool for him to like try to ease back into film. So he made films like in France in the like 60s. But like this is his first film that he made, like one of the first films that he made in America. Yeah, um, I don't know how how many other movies they have. There's only like a few on here, I'm sure on IMDb. But yeah, that's wild. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that shit is wild, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he made movies up until 2000. Oh, yeah, because he died in 1999. So I guess this one came out after he died. Um, woo. That's a life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a crazy life. But uh, yeah, that, I thought the music was very interesting. Um, those are some big names for this type of movie. Again, I'm just kind of like, how do, why don't we not hear about this movie more with these kind of names attached? Mm-hmm. Um, but so Claudine is on the bus with all these other women. And you see that she is riding from the city to like the suburbs. They don't really confirm like what suburb because this looks pretty far out. There's a lot of grass. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of grass, a lot of trees, a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, we figure out that she and I believe the other women on the bus, but basically a lot of them are all riding out to the suburbs for their jobs, um, including Claudine. We find out that she is a maid in this like white woman's house. Um, we like never see this house again. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so she's there in her... I guess the lady of the house is talking on the phone about, I don't know, World War II or something. I don't know what this lady was talking about, but pretty much nothing. And Claudine hears the garbage truck. And so she finds herself with scraps. She was like, she ran out with two pieces of grapefruit. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, ah. She's, she was strategic. She was like, let me make myself available. She was late as hell to work. Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> the boss is on the phone talking about <sighs> Claudine late again. I was, I was like, oh, fuck. My son, I mean, I was like, oh, shit, Claudine late. Fuck. The boss is like, she late. She's late. Here she come, coming in to work late. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then she gonna grab them two little pieces of grapefruit. Like, ah! And speed right on out. She put on her uniform and was out of that bitch. <laughs> she went running down the the drive because I guess well not I guess it's true the handsome hot garbage <laughs> there's two of them and one of them is played by Jangel Jones um, and she like basically like hand delivers him these pieces of <laughs> grapefruit I was like come on now lady life <laughs> and shame. She just like she might as well just been like, mm, just <laughs> put it in the chat. She's like, boom. 
Here you go, sir. <laughs> Would you like some grapefruit? I kept them fresh. <laughs> so she just gives them to him. And uh, yeah, I guess they're like joking. Some of this is just so funny. Because <laughs> then he was like, what did he say? First of all, he said something about, oh, are you on welfare? Which I was like, sorry, y'all just, y'all just, this is like your first talk. I feel like this and is like one or two talks. No, this felt like the first time y'all ever said hello. Like, beyond no. a hello. Yeah. Like, or this a is wave. Like you've seen each other because clearly she knows that you are on this truck because, <laughs> like, <laughs> otherwise she wouldn't have ran the outside at top speed. But, um, yeah, he's like, oh, man, are you on welfare? Because you know if you're on welfare, you're not supposed to be working and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, her boss can hear. <laughs> the boss outside rolling out too much fucking trash. Yeah. His, the, yeah, her, one of her bosses, the I guess the man of the house was like, hey, can you take this? And he's like, we can't lift anything over 100 pounds, sorry. He's, he's like, like well, I just took this out here. And he's like, you rolled it out here. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then he was like, he he was like joking around with Claudine, but he was like, <laughs> when he calls her a big old bowl of pineapple juice, I was like, sir, this is extremely horny. This but the flirting, to jail. the flirting was like, what the fuck kind of flirting is this? Like, what is I know, because he was like very much like he was gonna eat her. Like a he was he was flirting, but like, yeah, girl, if you don't go out with me, I'm gonna call the welfare folks on you, girl. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you can't just say that. He's like, like, oh, you're like looking, looking like a snack, girl. I eat you all up. I was like, no, please, no. And it was going go out back and forth call between those things. I'm like, Ugh. Girl, you looking like those pieces of grapefruit you just brought up? What's Fresh that shit that, uh, and delicious. What's and that like, shit that, that Bernie Mac said? Like a bacon and egg sandwich look good. <laughs> Just giving that. Oh man, it was like it was very chaotic. Like this whole scene, like everything about this had me stressed out. I rewound it a couple times just to make sure I was hearing what I was hearing, (laughs) because I had to make sure. He kept and he asked her out. He's like, "Why don't I take you out on a date?" And I was like. Claudine, please say no. Like, <laughs> no. I don't like the way he's talking to you right now. Like Close he the movie. threatened you with calling the folk on you, and I don't like. I don't like the way he's complimenting you, girl. Just say no. Yeah, and she did. And he said, "Well, if you say no, I'm gonna call the people." And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, girl!" Like, yeah, I. Mm. It would have been grand opening, grand closing with that statement. But she's kind of like, she's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, I can't do it. You know, I got kids and blah, blah, blah. I get home late and all this. Because I don't know where he lives. Yeah, they didn't live like was, a neighborhood or anything. He lives in the city. But like, I, get, I don't know why his route would take him all the way. And I don't know. I don't know how garbage man stuff works. But like, um... Yeah, she puts up a bunch of, like, excuses, and he's kind of like, well, I'll just come pick you up, and blah, 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 and gives him, and then she eventually gives him her address, um, and I think he says he's going to get there, like, at, I don't know, like, 7 or something, 
Um, so it's a date. Uh, and she goes skipping back to the house after mm-hmm. that chaotic interaction. So, I mean, us in 2022 are kind of like, well, girl, I don't know about all that. But, you know, back in 73, 74, she's like, well, all right, this handsome 6'2 man. You know he's out. strong. You know he's strong as hell. He, he, had, some, he had some muscles. He had some some musculature, you know, a little popping on that bicep. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I witnessed it. I see you dying, Carol. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how he got this role. I don't know. They probably were like, yeah, we want him. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read enough about like how he is involved in this, but yeah, um, after all that chaoticness, it gets even more chaotic because he comes to the house looking like a pimp. He pull up. <laughs> nice car, mm-hmm. from what I remember. I don't remember like the type of car, but it's a convertible. Um, so, you know, I would assume that he's at least making some money, which I, I we'll come back to that. <laughs> but... Uh, he, you know, pulls up and he's kind of like, hey, I'm a friend of your mother's, let me in, and is she here, blah, 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 and the kids are like, isn't it weird? Yeah, like, hell no, you ain't coming in here, Mr. <laughs> Welfare Man, we don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> so my mama said, don't open the door to strangers, and she was right. <laughs> I was like, good, you're doing a good job, Claudine. Yes, you are a mother. It's a mm-hmm. mother, because hell no, I'm not letting you in here. <laughs> We do not know you. <laughs> I think this is little Patrice. I think her name is Patrice. This is like one of the few kids I remember is named. <laughs> yeah, the, name I think too. Patrice is the they like the door. The fourth, the like second oldest girl. Oh, Nessie, I can't tell. Well, there's only like two girls. There's two girls, and there's it's three girls. Where's the other one? It's a baby girl. Oh, she's like. <laughs> Four to three or four. It's a baby is girl. I think that's Lurleen. Okay. I'm reading the, the kids' names. I'm trying to place names and faces. Because it's Charlene. Is, uh, let's go over the kids. So this Charles, one got me stressed out. Yeah. Because Charles and Char, Char, Charles, Charlene, Claudine. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, you was young. Yeah. Oh, girl. <laughs> It's always like, let me name my baby after me and my husband. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a Paul Price. I think Paul might have been the one that's like, yeah, I'm, dro- <laughs> I'm dropping out of school. I'm shooting dice. The one with the afro? Yeah. That was shooting dice and, and playing craps or whatever mm-hmm. with, with, on the block. And then there was Patrice Price. That is like the, the one. Baby. That's the fourth, like the 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 girl, the middle girl. Don't yeah, it. that's the one that answers the door. Can't give you an age range because I have no idea. She might be like 12, 13. How old is Charlene supposed to be then? Charlene is, this, is like... Because isn't Charlene six, supposed to be like 13? I thought Charlene was like 16, 15. I don't know. Because we got ages know. on some of them. Cause like we have Charles, ages on like Charles. Because Charles, Charles is like 18, 18. or something. Charles is 18. So I, I assume that, that Charlene is like 16, 15, 16. So Patrice would be like, like would, 15, 14, 15. Paul That's might bit. have been 12. Oh, yeah. And then it's like Patrice 
who might be like 11, 12, maybe. And then you got yeah. like the little kids. We got Francis and Lurleen. Mm-hmm. Who I don't think they had speaking roles. But no, he did have speaking roles. I feel like Francis was the younger one who was like very pissed off <laughs> at the dinner table at one point. <laughs> Is that the one that want to be invisible? Yeah. I he was going that. through it. Some was, some yeah, was up something with the baby. Was, something was not happening all the way over there. Um, yeah, because the kids all have their individual problems. We just don't get a lot of like overall character development with a few mm-hmm. of them. Um, which I would say, like, for the kids from Kirkland, too, but, like, I don't know. This one just felt different. Like, all them kids felt like they were having, like, semi-happy lives. <laughs> These kids are like, ah, we're all struggling. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, them kids are basically like, well, girl, you ain't coming in this house. And, um, Claudine arrives finally, and this man is asleep in the car. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I got to change and blah, blah, blah. He's like, well, you could change in my house. Mm-mm. And I was like, Mm-mm. red flag, red flag, like, red you flag. Don't you don't know this man. And she's kind of like, well, I don't know. Well, first she was like, I think she said, like, I can get, either I can take a bath here. And then I think it doesn't work out because of, like, everything that happens next. And then they decide to go to his house, which I was like, for a date, like, girl. <laughs> I was like, girl, you better just scrub up with paper towels on you just Put some paper, I guess, perfume on. I guess that's serious. But she was like, I know I need a bath after that job. <laughs> and taking that long-ass ride on the bus and stuff, which I get it. And, um, yeah, they're asking him, like, are you from the welfare? <laughs> and you could just tell, like, he was just, like, not prepared. Like, no, his eyes, like, when she, she was, she's trying to, like, call off the day. She was like, bro, can we just do this some other time? Because I'm tired. I stink. Um, <laughs> you don't know me like that. Just give me a moment to refresh. And he's like, no, no, no. It's okay, baby girl. It's okay. I like a little funk on you. Just, just, like, we just, you could just come get ready. I could wait. I've already been waiting. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And she's like, no, you don't understand. I got kids. And he's like, oh, I like kids. I got kids, too. It's fine. You know, I just give you time. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and she's like, okay, okay. Let me go check on my children. And <laughs> when she opens the door for real, and he sees, like, her kids, is like, oh, you got kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know why people were like, like they're, when you tell them you got kids and they're like, oh, you got, like, you got kids, like, like, you got a wild set of kids. <laughs> like, what did you think she was saying? Like, you thought she was just joking? Yeah. Cause, like, but he come into a house, like, this is a house, this is a home, like, those are her kids, this is our family. And, Fuck him. (laughs) They're not going to stop being who they are in their home, especially when they don't know you. Exactly. Like, we don't actually, like, you're just some guy. And my mother doesn't bring home men. So what are you doing here? Yeah. And they all just looking at him like, what? Who is this? Exactly. I would be too. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Who the hell are you, sir? Um... Yeah, and she's just having, a, like, a big time trying to, like, wrangle them all together because I believe it's Charles who's, like, in the bathroom. I don't understand how in New York City the bathroom is always situated in some, like, random spot. 
It's almost like an afterthought. I think sometimes it was an afterthought, but like the bathroom is in the living room. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, Charlene, I'm trying to get names. Charlene is like giving Rupert like the up down, like fuck is you doing here? And also being a little bit, I don't know. She had really cute clothes, but I was also like, don't we just like wear halter tops and like bikini tops just out? It's the seventies. <laughs> as a as a young youth, um, and then like I don't know, all the other kids are just like hollering, and she just can't get anything together. And then somebody put something in the toaster and like burnt that bitch to a crisp. Um, oh yeah, she's also asking. This is when we start figuring out about like Charlene and her boyfriend, who is named Tommy, but. Seems like he has joined some sort of collective, <laughs> if you want to say that, because he's going by Abdullah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know what kind of radicalization is going on over there, but something's going on. And she's just like, you need to be in the house. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he's just out of place here. He's looking like, uh. Bitch, I made a mistake. <laughs> Anime slips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, uh, I made a huge mistake. And so, you know, child don't get the bathroom. And when he does come out the bathroom, he's just kind of giving everybody the stare down. Um, Being that Charles again. is 18, may I say something? Yes. Charles is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate Charles. <laughs> Why do we hate Charles? Charles is, I don't understand Charles as a character. Um, Charles, I, I understand Charles as a, as a character. Um, so we soon find out a little bit more about his relation, like a little bit more about Claudine on this date. Um, but Charles is 18. We find like throughout the movie, we find, I get little hints that he hates his mother yeah, he kind of blames her for a lot of shit. Now I'm just kind of like, I mean, sir, your daddy right there. I mean, he, yeah, he might like, not be right there, but like, you could easily swing that aggression elsewhere. And she didn't want to take care of your ass. Yes, like I get that he hates his mother, and in hating his mother, he hates women. Um, like I get little, I get little incel bits from Charles. And I definitely get that vibe a little later on in the movie because he yeah. takes it to an extreme and his mom starts cussing him out, which we will talk about later. <laughs> but he just, he hates his mother. He also hates his family. And he also isn't responsible for the care of his family at all. And I understand that being the oldest, you do have to, like, in a situation like this, you might have to step up and care for, like, your younger siblings. And maybe you even have to care for your your, your parent at certain times. Um, but he's just nasty. Like, he, and I don't mean, like, hygiene nasty. Like, his attitude is <laughs> nasty. Like, he ain't must. I'm not talking about he musty. But, like, he's nasty. You're, you're the, the musty. <laughs> Well, I gotta find a name. What's a good alliteration? I'll I'll come back. The musty musketeer. (laughs) (laughs) 
like he he's a he's a nasty person like he has a nasty attitude and it's not like being a teenager like you know how teenagers have like attitude they go through things they have emotions and they have difficulty processing them and he doesn't necessarily have an outlet for him like I feel like that's who he might be as a person yeah because I know he is so the way the family is structured um I can't remember how many fathers these children have um because she's at least to, three to Rupert okay so I got I caught two because I feel like she uh, said she was married she was married at Very least young. twice yeah which made me like I'm not upset at Claudine I was upset at Rupert's reaction to something because Rupert is also a bitch <laughs> let's just talk about that <laughs> <laughs> He's a huge bitch. Um, oh, I think I I absolutely hated him. Can I spoiler? I absolutely hated him way more than I hated Woody. Like I was just like, sir, I know you want to be creative, and that music doesn't include like children and stuff. So I, I get it. Even though you don't help out in the household, I get it, sir. This woman told you I have a family. <laughs> yes, like oh, and Rupert a is a fucking bitch. Like Rupert you're doing is a, a lot, bitch. and you're doing a lot of judgmental things. And you have no room to talk, really figure out what's going on in your life, being a Twitter nigga. <laughs> oh, Rupert, a bitch. And like, like come you, on, sir. <laughs> you pushed your way into this lady's life. You pushed your way. And like, when you yeah. were introduced, you saw her family. You saw her family and you saw how she cared about her family. And she also laid out how things were with her family. And she didn't want to upset it because she had to care for her kids. And you... You took it upon like, yourself to upset it. Like, that's all right, baby. I'm like, is it that all right, though, baby? <laughs> like, <laughs> this lady's family ain't going away. But, yeah, like, I guess, like, I mentioned the fathers and stuff because, like, they're clearly, like, different children by different dads. I have no idea which kid is with which dad. But he does not like his family. <laughs> He does not seem to like his mother as she's like, I guess, being called like, it's her fault for whatever reason. I was like, well, you wouldn't be born, first of all. And second of all, like, it's not her fault that she has, you know, other men in her life that have left her. Like, that's their fault that they left her because they're nasty people. Yeah. Like, what she's not like what she wasn't going to leave you like what would you have done if she left you if you be ass out yeah <laughs> like the she didn't leave you it. when they left you'd and she could out. have yeah you be you you mm. that's why everybody thinks they like like oh i can survive on my own and i was like can you survive on your own i'm like in my early 30s and i'm like i don't think i can do this <laughs> for much longer <laughs> like and then I, you know like i mean Sir, what what are, you, what are you talking about? But he's not doing anything either. I hate when people are like, oh, I'm such a man. I'm a, I'm the head of the household. And I was like, but you don't do anything. You don't mm-hmm. have a job, from what I can tell. You don't help the babies with their homework. You don't cook them anything. Mm-hmm. You don't take them places. So what do you do? You're not anybody's head of anything. Um, Even his younger brother. Like, again, it's okay. So this is the 70s, 
it's it's not the the baby's responsibility to care for the babies, but their their parent is working and they're all trying to take care of each other right. and look out for their best interests and they're all trying. And even Peter, like, is his name Peter? Uh Paul. Paul. Look, that's biblical names. I was nah. um, <laughs> um, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> Paul, like, even he helps. Like, he cares for the, the little ones a little bit. And he, he has a relationship. He has a relationship with his siblings. Um, but Charles is like completely hands off with everybody in the house. And I, again, I understand that's being a teenager, but he, he's just, he's just nasty. He just takes to a level. I'm just like, well, are you going to get out or what? Yeah. <laughs> you just got to be a grown man on your own. Like, if you're going to have that kind of attitude, like, you can leave because we can, that's one less person using the bathroom in the morning. That's all I got to say. But, um, and I hate being that, like, I hate when people do that to their kids too. Like, when you turn 18, you got to go. No, but it seems like he wants to go. Yeah. And she's not telling him that he has to go because no. she absolutely could tell him, like, oh, please make my life easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of you in this house. But, like, he's not really doing anything. So I can get that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, just very, um, yeah, he's going to sit there and stew in anger at her. Like, just the bad vibes from him are very palpable. And Charlene is a little better. Like, she thinks that, I feel like she likes her mom, even though she's, like, annoyed by her siblings, but she doesn't, like, do them like the rest of them. But Charlene is this close to making huge mistakes. <laughs> Charlene, being, Charlene being a teenager, like, Charlene is being a Charlene, 16, 15, okay. 16 year old. Charlene about to be another girl on the IRT. <laughs> oh, Lord. The babies. The babies got to be stressed out. My goodness. But yeah, she, like, you know, her mom is always like, no, you need to watch yourself, you know, with that boy. She's like, I don't want you out here. Yeah, and Charlene was like, well, girl, don't you come home pregnant. I was like, okay. <laughs> so everybody's mad at the mom. It's like, shit. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So they, okay. when the kids be like, mama, don't you come back here pregnant. Like, three of your kids telling you, don't come back here pregnant. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> they don't mean seen you come back pregnant. <laughs> and they're like, bitch, this is bullshit. <laughs> Awful. When three of your kids sit you down, like, Mama, don't bring back no babies. And she's just What's like, it? I'm an older woman. I can go out and have fun and do things. Like, oh, she, like, no, you can't. She had, she had to sit them babies down, like, I am 36 years old. I can do what I want. I am still young. I was like, you know what, Claudine? You are. You are, <laughs> you are still young. You still got it, yeah. girl. Yeah. She does. Like, I think, doesn't Rupert assume that she's like 20-something? She was like, girl, ain't you just like 25? She's like, I'm 36. And he was like, whoo. Yeah. He thinks he's like, she's like way younger than, than what she actually is. Because she's like, I had my first kid at like 18 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Because so. he was like, damn, girl, you so young with all them fucking kids. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, Claudine, please leave this man alone. He do not know how to talk to you. 
Yeah, he taught me crazy girl on the low. Like, <laughs> for real. Uh, they go to his house, right? Because she's yes. like, well, I'm not going to get shit done here. So they go to his house so she can, like, take a bath and change. He actually draws <laughs> her a bath. Which I was like, I'm not going on a date. Like, don't shit. I mean, I know it's New York City, but don't shit clothes. Like, don't you have to be back home? And I was like, I don't like this date idea. I don't know about taking baths at strangers' house. <laughs> it was like a, it's an okay apartment. It could be way worse for like a bachelor. Mm-hmm. I, I was afraid that Claudine was going to end up at one of them apartments that some folk be at. Like, girl, I went over to this place for her link up and I had to get the comet out. <laughs> Child, the, the the trend of going over to a man's house and it's filthy and you staying more than like five seconds, like, and then you tell us like, oh, I couldn't have it like this. I cleaned up everything. Molly the maid. <laughs> At least make him clean it up. And then, and then be like, I can't, be, I can't be with no brokey, but I went to his house and I cleaned it up and he has shit everywhere and there's like, you know, mold growing and like, you Mm. What are you saying to me? Because I'm sure people will watch this and be like, I would never date a garbage man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think that man is making okay money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, when garbage men, because some of my garbage men, like, generally do make, like, pretty good money for, like, stuff. Very good like, money. I feel like people are always like, like, when you hear a garbage man, like, you're thinking of someone who's, like, literally just, like, in slop and i'm like do y'all think of oscar the grouch like (laughs) i think they're like thinking like they're just like rolling around in like dirty grimy stuff and i was like it's literally like a public health service like you cannot have a functioning society with garbage everywhere i'm sorry (laughs) this shit is near collapse already if the garbage men go it's in total collapse shout (laughs) like one thing okay while we're talking about this one thing that i hate is when people put others down for the jobs that they hold like don't do that shit there's nothing wrong with being a garbage man there's nothing wrong with like working fast food there's nothing wrong with any of that now if you feel like you can't be with somebody because of the money they don't make or do make or whatever like that's like your personal like whatever whatever but like their whole they they have a job yeah and just remember where you think you are you may not actually be at in life and you could be a paycheck away. Everybody here is from pretty much that particular job yourself. There's so, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> you lose one paycheck and everything is ass fucking out. Like mm-hmm. a paycheck, <laughs> an injury, just anything can happen. Just yeah. there's nothing wrong with being a delivery man. They mm-hmm. literally are keeping our world going. Mm-hmm. At breakneck speeds, this is not normal for you to get something the next fucking day for nothing. <laughs> Paying absolutely nothing to have something delivered to your house, to your front door mm-hmm. <laughs> by the next day, the next night even, sometimes hours later. Like, that is chaotic. So, like, all these people who work, like, quote-unquote blue-collar jobs, like, that's there's nothing wrong with that. It's literally keeping the country going. It's keeping the actual world going. It's fine. I had nothing, no issues with him being a garbage man. It's just like everything else about his personality. Oh, okay. Again, <laughs> a, aside from his occupation, he trifling. Like, <laughs> as a person, trifling. Rupert, is Rupert trifling. Is trifling. No, he's real trifling. Like, why? And we will tell you why, because he's going to tell you. He's going to tell you. And it's just like the little things he be saying. So the only thing 
So, like, okay, when she takes the house, he, like, runs in her bath and blah, blah, blah. I think he also has sex workers in his building. But, girl, I mean, like, it's New York City. Like, I don't Whatever. And so, um, like, he also has rats. But, again, it's New York fucking city. <laughs> everybody. Like, literally. Pop out to toilets. Literally everybody got a rat or two creeping in them walls um, because you're all on top of each other. That's what, usually what happens. I think there's rats here in California, which upsets me if I ever hear one, I'm going to cry. But um, <laughs> They just sound differently, Ashley. They, they be like, hey, they sound like Ed from Good Burger. Oh, okay. <laughs> so if you talk one, so if you get ratatouille, that's what, that's what it's going to sound like. I'll, I will literally be like, I'm booking a ticket home. So <laughs> let me know when y'all can get in and get out with that situation if I will be present. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so they're talking and he's asking her about her age or like, oh, he's like, oh, I thought you were like, a, like I think he says like 30 or something, but she's 36 like we confirmed and she says something really, I think, I don't want to say poignant, but like very, she's very aware of how people see her. She, this is, I think the, the time, cause they, they do have sex. They do have sex. I can't remember this. Is before. I think they're eating first. Cause they were supposed to go out to eat and then they didn't. Because she falls asleep in the heat. This motherfucker. They both fall he, asleep, don't they? He, he runs her bath and she's so tired. And he's like, uh, if you need me to get in there with you, I can't. And I was like, you fucker. Um, <laughs> But she so takes the bath and she goes, she falls asleep in the tub. So that's why they couldn't go out. Um, cause she fell asleep in the tub and he's like, what the fuck taking so long? And he <laughs> like, he doesn't knock on the door. He just goes into the bathroom and she Girl. is in the tub and she's like, Ooh, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, She's in a tub and she's like trying to cover up. And she's like, he's like, well, you know, it's too long. So I'm going to go get some dinner. And so that's when they have their like chicken dinner. Yeah, they have chicken. And basically, Claudine says something about like, haven't you heard about all these ignorant black bitches who lay out with some random man so she can get money from the government? You know, I get $30 a piece for those kids. Um which is what people really think I, that people do. Like, they just have kids to be on welfare. When in reality, like, she's been married twice. And she's also, like, dated twice. Which I guess is the result of those kids. <laughs> um, and so, like, you know, it's very obvious that she's got a lot of, I don't say self-consciousness. But, like, she's clearly in a position where people have judged her for how many kids she has, and she's probably on welfare and blah, 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 which I was like, well, I was going to say, I don't know how people know, but then we, we find out she has, like, a caseworker that comes to her house and judges her for the things that she does or does not have. So people know um, in her neighborhood that she's on welfare. And so she's feeling, you know, I guess most of her day she feels very judged um, in some form or fashion, either by her kids or by the neighborhood or by this man in a second. <laughs> and... um Rupert reveals that he has two kids as well with different wives. So I guess he's got two wives, two ex-wives in different states. Yeah, and she's like, well, where are your kids at? Like, why don't you take care of them? And so it kind of puts some things into perspective. Like, she has, when you, when you abandon your family, who is left with the kids? Like, who is responsible for caring for those kids that you leave behind. 
It's 99% of the time it's mothers. <laughs> like, there are very you, few times I've seen a man have to take care of a kid. And when they do, it's, it, you know, it goes well sometimes. Um, but most of the time, it's it's the moms. Mm-hmm. And that's what she's talking about. Like, she is, she had two husbands and they, we don't know exactly what happened. They made it, might have passed or they might have just left. And she has her kids and she's not going to leave her kids, but it's easy for you to leave your family. But nobody says anything about that. I'll be saying something about it. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But like, (laughs) you can do that, but I can't, like, I can't leave my family, but instead I can be judged for all of my kids that I have. He even remarks about it too. He's like, "Well, you know, us black men, we're heartless." I'm like, "Well, sometimes y'all are." <laughs> Not to be such a bully today, but sometimes y'all be extra heartless and extra naive and extra. Um, just not knowledgeable about things like how much it takes to take care of children and stuff like that. Like, oh, I don't understand why you need all that money to take care of them kids. And I was like, do you know how much child care costs? Do you know or just simple, like how mm-hmm. much a pack of diapers costs for a kid? No, you don't know. Cause you know why you don't know? Cause you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you bounced. Like you bounced before <laughs> that birth certificate was signed. <laughs> so you have no idea. You've never gone down the diaper aisle. You have no idea what it costs. I don't think I even know how much it costs, but I know it's a fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. Or like formula. Like it costs a lot to care. Like it costs a lot of money to care for a kid, but it also costs a lot of, I don't want to say it costs a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to care for a kid. And some people don't want to give either. Like yeah. they want to give money and the money that they give isn't enough, which Rupert will find out later. And some people <laughs> want to give time and the time that they are willing to give is not enough. But yeah, he's out here having a great time and, and, and we don't even know the situation with these wives, ex-wives and their kids if they're having a good time or if they are on welfare, which it sounds almost like a, the amount of times he brings up welfare is kind of like very odd. In a way, and I'm like, do you have personal grievances about people in welfare yourself, sir? Because it seems almost like you have personal experience. You mm-hmm. <laughs> like doing a lot of projecting in your in your dialogue. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but he's out here living the bachelor life, and we don't know what the status of them kids at all. We like never see them. You are just fucking kicking it. Yeah. Having a good ass time. In your little pimp suit, which are like one or two pairs of pants that you own. Because I saw them same pants. pants. <laughs> big, having big fun, motherfucker. Just. <laughs> God damn it. I, I know, right? Fucking it makes more and more bad. Uh, yeah, so I think this is when they have sex. Or at least they like. Man, Carol is so pretty. Legs for days. And she's just, like, effortlessly pretty. Like, just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. And she's not even, like, done up. I don't think she ever... I mean, she wears, like, really cute clothes in in some of these scenes. But, like, yeah, it's not like she's all, like, super glammed and, like, jewelry and, like, big old hair. Like, she's very, very, like, pared down. But, like, ah! Ah! 
I just mm-hmm. finished getting captions, y'all. Just wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a scene about the mouse getting caught. Um, child. And then also they're in bed and they're kind of talking a little bit. And then doesn't someone call? Yeah, well, no, the kids call. call. The kids is like, I know. Is my mama there? I know she ain't fucking because <laughs> I just told her not to bring home no kids. And they're also talking about, oh, this person didn't do what they were supposed to do and blah, blah, blah. And so they're like snitching on each other and just generally just being like interrupting uh, Claudine's moment uh, a bunch of times. And even like Rupert leaves the phone off the hook so they can't call. That's an old trick. You can't do that shit anymore. <laughs> you just um, got to block people now. Yeah, you gotta block them or put that shit on. Do not disturb. But like, um, uh, yeah, he puts the phone off the hook, and she's like, "No, put it back on." Because you know, I don't want them to like, oh, there's an emergency and stuff. And then somebody else calls back, and it's like somebody named Charlene or something. Not Charlene. It was like some other woman's name. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hey, can I speak to Rupert? This is uh, Mandy or some shit." <laughs> And she yeah. they was like, um, he don't he don't live here. Yeah, and, and she's it, like, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not you being extra extra. I mean, it's fine. You're like a single man, but like, all right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. tread lightly, bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, oh yeah, it was Shirley. And I was like, oh, she's like, who's Shirley? And I was like, all right, you better be the big mama in this house. <laughs> this ain't your house, but you better be here. And so they, I think they go back home. Like they're watching like the sunrise. She takes, he takes her back to her house. Um, and then like once she goes like inside, I guess they make plans to like see each other again. Cause she was talking about it's going to be a one-time thing. We're not doing this again. And he was like, no. <laughs> he's like he's like okay i will see you later this afternoon after work today <laughs> yeah like like that like the same day and i was like i guess them kids didn't scare you off like i thought they did but oh <laughs> he's like i will see you later bye babes i was like let everything settle first like give her a break <laughs> um and the kids are clowning him when she gets back Talking about he's a garbage man. Stink. <laughs> <laughs> Such bad children. <laughs> Bless these children. Um, and you know, she's trying to like help them with their breakfast. And then they're talking about, you know, you don't have to be married to have a baby, stupid. <laughs> and I was like, this conversation. And I was like, damn, they call her like an old slut. Like, what are they trying to say about their mother? <laughs> I was like, uh, because what do you need to? They're like, what do you need to be out for so long for, so late for? He's like, they was basically like, why are you coming in so late? Like, what you been out there doing? I thought we had this conversation. Like, why, are you, like, getting grilled by like a bunch of ten year olds? It was very like, why? Well, not entirely. Like, why is your penis on a dead girl's phone? But like, it's kind of like that. Like, <laughs> you have to answer to a lot of questions that you might not be prepared to answer at the time. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like one of them, they were very close to be like, is that man going to be our new daddy? Like, you know, sometimes people be asking. Um, it's very 90 Day Fiance. 
Oh. And like, here's your dad. I'm like, is it? Mm. Yeah, just that. Y'all spent a collective three hours together. <laughs> That's not your dad. You never introduce somebody like, this is your dad. It's a nice thought. I always think about Tiffany and Ronald. That, that's immediately who I thought of. Then you call him. Ronald is like my age or something. You call him a boy. <laughs> I like oh, him. I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> like an old ass white man with a mustache and a pipe. <laughs> Hello, my boy. <laughs> I'm like, uh, all right. Y'all live like halfway across the world. I get one of these kids is your kid. And you feel a strong affinity for this other kid. But like. I don't know about all that. It seems very, like, you can't just call him Ronald <laughs> until y'all are together, officially, you know? But I leave the parenting to the parents. <laughs> I'm just telling you, as a child, as a, as a former child, don't do that. <laughs> it's not a good my idea. Boy. Oh. My boy, get the Christmas tree you want, my boy. He could not afford that Christmas tree. <laughs> Mm. He said, go get that Christmas tree. Girl, I learned a lot about South African conversion rates, and it is a lot. A lot <laughs> happening. Christmas tree is expensive. Yeah, it would be like, sometimes you hear about other people's, like, you know, things will be, like, in the millions, and, like, not in South Africa, but I feel like when they went to, like, Nigeria for Michael's mm. thing, and they're talking about how much Angela's surgery cost. It was, like, $25,000 here, and it was, like, like $14 million whatever Nigerian currency was. Mm-hmm. I was like, Jesus Christ, that would make my hair. <laughs> I'd have a heart attack. I forgot how much, but I forgot how much of like the South African stuff was, like the conversion rate. But like a Christmas tree would be like 800 something. Mm. And I'd be like, uh, but like here it'd be like, I don't know, like maybe like $67. Mm. It was crazy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well. Lots happening. I'm not going to be too hard on you, Ronald, but <laughs> that my boy stuff be killing me, bro. <laughs> he loves them kids, but he's the hottest. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so Rupert is back, like he said he would be. And the kids are like, hey, I hear the ice cream man. <laughs> and you know. wouldn't ice cream be nice? It'd be nice to have an ice cream mm-hmm. on, on a warm summer night. Like, you know, <laughs> it's hot. You know, ice cream tastes good. You know, we are children and we enjoy ice cream. Mm-hmm. You know, but as kids, we don't have money for ice cream. It's crazy. Isn't how that a sad works. situation? <laughs> Isn't that a sad story? Mm-hmm. But you can fix this easily. Mm-hmm. Especially, sense. you know, if you like our mother. If you really want to get to know our mother. Mm-hmm. We can also put in a good word with our mother. You know how that is. We can facilitate this whole thing. We can make this so much easier. I mean, we can just make for a one-time payment, like a dollar twenty-five mm-hmm. for ice cream. You know how that is. Yeah, for all of us to get some. I don't know how much ice cream was back then. <laughs> two nickel, like two, for like cents. five kids. For like five kids, it probably was not a dollar. It was probably a dollar for all of them. Yeah, it was probably like ten cents or a nickel. Yeah, but that's not a dollar. <laughs> I mean, like, like somebody gonna pocket something. Yeah, somebody's probably gonna be a, a Paul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> take, you, take a little bit off the top, like a businessman. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, Charles comes in and starts threatening niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about, 
every tear my mom sheds over you will cost you a quart of blood. Uh, and I was like, that's, but that's before I knew Charles. And I was like, yeah, Charles, you better say that. I mean, yeah. Sometimes you gotta be vaguely or very overtly threatening <laughs> to your mother's potential lovers. I get it. You got a bus coming from this house and acting crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Rupert is playing the game, but also like he's kind of like, I don't really know. Um, and later we see him talk to his coworker. His coworker is basically like, You finna get jumped by them kids, bruh. Stay like, ready. He was like, damn. <laughs> get your stance together and stay ready. Stay alert. Cause they gonna come for you. And then like Rupert's like, nah, I got it under control. But then they're talking about her being on welfare. And the thing is, is that she only gets to be on welfare if she stays single. And I don't even think that means like married. I think that means like any sort of other partner. Yes. Um, Which is crazy. Because I guess if she had like a boyfriend or somebody, they could be contributing to the household and contributing to income to the household. um, So she wouldn't qualify. For, like, services. Yeah, which I was like, but she could break up with him. Yeah. It's but then like, they wouldn't care. Yeah, so I was like, can you get back on welfare? I'm sure yeah. it's hard. Yeah. Or harder to get back on welfare if you're off of it and then you're, like, back. But, like, I mean, it's just, like, paperwork and all that other shit. Like, she could be ass out <laughs> she, like, gets off of this stuff. It's a mess. Um, which I was like, why don't you like talk about this with your coworker? Like, seems very nacho business. But um, we get a, a look at the social worker because um, they're cleaning the house, making it look like it's not a hurricane through that bitch. And they're being all nice and polite and talking to her. It's like so white lady. I forget what her name is. Um, I'm sorry. They kind of do like, hey, Miss Bitch, welcome in. <laughs> We're glad to have you. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to our home. They're all like looking at her like <laughs> heavy, heavy eyes on her. Uh, Charles mm-hmm. leaves as soon as she arrives, which I was like, boy, nobody care about what you're going through right now. <laughs> I need to put on a show for this lady. Yeah, just be nice. Damn, Charles, be nice. Like, oh, like, whatever. And we find out the whole thing about, like, the gifts and the money and, you know, how that's a detriment to her benefits. Um, because they're wondering if she has a boyfriend and we kind of, it's inferred that her neighbors might be snitching to the feds. Which I was like, do you get a kickback for talking to the welfare office? They were like, so who is this light skin? Your neighbor said a... Big, fine, light-skinned man <laughs> was coming in. He, they said y'all was out late. Who is that? <laughs> I think he was, like, giving her stuff. Didn't he give her something he had found that someone had, like, put out for the trash? It was, like, an old lamp or something. Yes, he was giving her trash gifts. <laughs> I mean, it was a decent lamp, but, like, nigga. Okay. <laughs> he bought her other stuff, though, because I think he buys her a toaster. Mm-hmm. To replace the old one. And then the baby almost stuck a fork in. Yeah, he burnt the bread in it and then tried to electrocute himself and possibly cause a massive fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, children. Um, and Charlene comes home late one day. She's drunk as hell. Oh, Lord, Charlene got me stressed out. And this is when the stress began. <laughs> she was like, 
hey mom she was like Charlene what do you mean uh <laughs> I just was out studying it whatever she said but then she said something about he, he let what is his name Abdullah Abdullah yes um was he teaching her dancing at the Flamenca <laughs> yeah but then he said he was teaching me how to hold my liquor and I was uh-huh. like I'm confused about this man's, um, what is he, what, what's going on here? Because I was like, liquor? <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't, you, know, you definitely shouldn't be touching the liquor. But I was like, I feel like he shouldn't be touching the liquor either. I'm very confused about all this. And, um, yeah, they start hollering at each other because she's like, you're going to make a mistake and come back pregnant, basically. And Charlene has terrible self-esteem, as we find out. Yeah. Um, which is upsetting. Um, basically because she's like, I don't have anything, I don't know anything, and I'm nothing, and, um, it's really sad to see, I I don't really know, I mean, obviously being, like, a poor person can have very detrimental effects on your self-esteem, um, and all the anxiety of worrying about money, and could it be taken away and stuff like that? But I just, I don't know. It just felt really like, I don't know, like, where this girl's, like, what message is she getting? Maybe because her mother has her on welfare and then they're calling her basically like an old hoe. So, like, I don't know if that's affecting her, like, mentally in that way that she would feel like she has nothing. I mean, they don't have nice things. They have a television, but it's like, there's not a lot of nice things to go around, but I was like trying to compare this to Troy because Troy seems to be equally upset when she has to use food stamps, even though they don't need the food stamps. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, Troy is at an age where she doesn't really care about boys. Um, so it's a little less like harrowing <laughs> than this one. Because Charlene yeah. is like, ooh, on the precipice. Yeah. And Charlene is, a t- she to me, I felt like she was like 15, 16, maybe 17. And it looks like she's at an age where she realizes like maybe in a relationship is a way out of the situation. Um, I'm always like, that seems like the world's worst decision. Yeah. At all ages. <laughs> yeah. like the worst decision ever. And because she, she's the one that cares for her siblings a lot uh, while her mom's at work. Because you could see like Charlene, you know, you know, care for the babies. Um, so you could kind of tell that maybe she's considering Abdullah or Tommy, whatever, Abdullah at this moment. What's what's going on? (laughs) Is the way out of what's happening now. Oh, yeah, Tommy X. (laughs) So I was like, sir, if this is what I'm thinking, you shouldn't be drinking either. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing, sir? Um, Fake ass revolutionary got her all twisted up and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I um, I was having trouble a little bit trying to figure out if she had slept with him. I guess her mother is assuming that she has slept with this man. 
Um, or I hope well, not man, but like the other person or pure. Um, yeah, and I could see that too, like a relationship being the way out, and also like uh, just you know seeing your mother have problems and sort of absorbing that as that's your fate as well. So you might as well lean into it. Yeah. So it's sad. A girl needs some self-esteem. Yeah. The, this, this actual, the, these babies, they're babies. Yeah. They got problems <laughs> for real problems. Yeah. And she, it kind of like the scene, her like little confession, like her like upset, upsetness. I can't, like her, is like accident, like it's ended by her like throwing up. Cause she can't, she, Tommy or Abdullah didn't teach her how to hold her liquor well. Yeah, he's a bad teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also would say that I did like the scene with them in the bed. Me too. And, like, uh, with uh, Claudine, Charlene, and Patrice. Yeah, and I think the youngest little girl, like all her daughters. Yeah, I think the little one comes in later and they all like snuggle up and they're asking her like what love is. Mm-hmm. And she said love is when a man brings groceries instead of eating yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yes, make them contribute. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I guess like the, with the other kids, like um, which, which kid was this? Was the one who wanted to be invisible? Francis? Mm-hmm. This is when uh, when Rupert is back, okay, I don't know. He just, like, lives there now. I guess I don't know. It's so, like... <laughs> he got um, beer in the fridge. He drinking beer in the house. Yeah, he's out there with that loose-ass, like, <laughs> shirt on. I was like, okay, you are comfortable. Um, but, yeah, he said he liked the Invisible Man on TV. And if he was invisible, his mother couldn't spank him. And then also, I felt like it was a little bit more, like, invisible, like... I kind of don't want to really be here. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a lot for like a baby who's like maybe seven years old. <laughs> also with his, I feel like later on in the movie, like his invisible, his desire to be invisible also translated to him not talking to anybody. He just wrote notes to oh, people. Yeah. Like he had like a piece of paper and, or like, a no, he had a piece of paper or chalkboard or something. And he was just writing notes and not talking. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of kids have, like, that taste where they won't talk to anybody. <laughs> um, yeah, he's got, he, he seems to, like, not be adjusting well with other people socially. Um, and I don't know if that's, like, him being one of the youngest or just, like, his mom's always busy. And I don't know if he, like, gets to have a lot of playtime with kids outside. These kids are not outside like the Crickland kids were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you kind of feel for him. You're like, well, dang, you know, life as a shorty shouldn't be so rough. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Um, and then Paul, <laughs> we see Paul is shooting dice outside <laughs> with some older men, and he's not going to school. I think he was the one who said he wanted to drop out. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, Rupert's just teaching him like. Boy, you know how to do math and shit. Look at you out here. <laughs> like You hustling, making money, using math, nigga. Get your ass to school. <laughs> yes. Because Rupert comes, girl, these outfits are having me dead. 
I was like, Rupert, you genuinely look like a pimp. I mean, I mean, I know the says but it seemed extra pimpish. <laughs> he had a certain like, flair. Yeah, very. Um, what were they like? They're like brown bell bottoms and this shirt that was doing a lot, and that hat. <laughs> he loved a hat. That hat was putting in a lot of work. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, so yeah, he basically advised him to go back to school, which I think is like his own. Well, I don't know about um, Francis and his desire to be invisible, but this is like his only. Like, I feel like this is his direct action helping this kid. Which I was like, okay, you know, help the baby and get back to school. Um, mm-hmm. uh, for some reason, at one point in time, Charles goes missing. Is this when he's working with like that activist group? Yeah. And nobody could find him. And he's like a revolutionary. And his mama and Rupert go looking for him and they won't let them into the building. And Claudine is like, I'm his fucking mama. If y'all don't let me in here. <laughs> Get out of here, all that shit. <laughs> and they find him and he kind of don't want to come home. And she's like, whatever. I'm tired. Yeah, he's like, I just want to be free. That's all. I think they're protesting like either like labor laws or like welfare, like the welfare system or something like that. There was one line that made me laugh. Or somebody said, "You might be a black brother, but she's a black mother." And I was like, "Well, all right, <laughs> give it Mother Gaia. <laughs> Let them know." But also, like, how are you gonna stop this lady from seeing her son? Like, fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, hey, 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 you got, you got to be a member to come back in. She's like, well, fuck this. Bye. And like, <laughs> swoops past to see him. And he's yeah, just being draws. So. I was like, all right. I mean, I guess in certain situations you'd be like, well, it's not safe for you to come back here. So like, mm, okay. Um, so this is when the social worker comes back. And she finds the stuff. And she also finds Rupert. Because Rupert fucking is a terrible hiding, but like, have you never played hide and go seek? <laughs> like, why would you tiptoe to another room? Like, and you know you're not, you know you're not quiet. You're not quiet. You're not small. <laughs> like you six too. Like what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. I like you know the jig is up and it's your fault exclusively. Like, I want you to know that. What were you thinking? Mm. What were you thinking? <laughs> but she was talking about how they hadn't sent her her food stamp authorization and stuff like that. So I was like, how are they eating? How are they eating? Everything about this shit sounds a mess. And she's like, well, you know, we're doing what we can and blah, blah, blah. And there's a whole back and forth between Rupert and the social worker because, you know, they want her to be married. And they're encouraging her to get married. But if she doesn't get married or she just has, like, a boyfriend or something, then she's she's liable to get kicked off the benefits. Not the baby. It's just her as an adult. And then there's also something about, like, if if they were to get married, then he would need to be on welfare, too. Mm-hmm. It's a like, lot. It's, it's like, well, my job. I have a job. I don't want to be on welfare. I don't want y'all in my business like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's more like he doesn't want them in his shit. Which I get, 
Because it is demeaning and dehumanizing to have some woman being like, okay, are you making pennies and change like we told you to? You better not be having nothing nice in here. You can't live like an actual human being and have nice things. Hmm. Because how dare you be poor? How dare you say you need help, but then you have nice stuff? Which I was just like, it's a fucking lamp from a garbage disposal. Like, not disposal, but like, it was out for the trash. <sighs> so, I mean, it's not like she went to like some fancy ass store <laughs> to go buy that shit. She got it from like a scrap heap. Hmm. So, like, give me a break, lady. But like, basically, he's like, well, it's not really our problem. We're trying to make a, you know... We're just trying to help, you know. Yeah, we're just trying to help, but I was like, you're making stuff worse. We're trying to build families and support, you know. And then, this is when Rupert does the worst thing I think he could do, which is out himself as being like, well, if you want me to be on this shit, that means I would have to be. (laughs) If we get married, that means I would have to be responsible for all these little kids instead of the government, huh? And Claudine's like, excuse me? <laughs> and I was also like, excuse me? You just want uh-huh. me on the hook for them folk. And I was like, what? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and he was like, like, nobody asked you, nobody asked you to do that. It was very, um... You get the sense almost that he feels like Claudine is going to try to use him for whatever little money he got. I mean, he's got a little tiny, nice, a little, little bit change or whatever. But, like, I didn't like that from him at all in the slightest. Made me feel away. Made me look at him funny. Mm. So. But Claudine kind of, like, goes with him. But he, he... Now, keep this in mind. He goes along with this idea. Like, this is his idea. He says that he is up for it. Like, he says that he wants to be with Claudine. He is willing to do that for Claudine. He wants to be in her life. He wants to be in the lives of her children. Um, So he is willing to be a family with them. So they go down to the office and try to start the process of getting him approved for the program they end up yelling at zoe kravitz's grandmama um (laughs) ah roxy i was very surprised to see her me too but i was like girl what are you doing here yeah i was i was not uh expecting that at all (laughs) i was like (laughs) that's so crazy she looking gorgeous she does roxy always has a look and they, because um, it's her and a white lady trying to talk them through the system. And I feel like she was there because, I don't want to say because she was black, but. I feel like, you know. She, she was there because she was lot. black. They're like, listen, they're not going to listen to us if there's only white people. So. Yeah. Let's bring one on in. Because, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, sometimes, all the time. When you have to explain things to people, you know, we have to get someone that looks like you to come down and explain things a little bit more to make you comfortable, you know. Explain how we're going to fuck you over anyway. <laughs> you, know, you know how that. 
<laughs> we're gonna make sure somebody looks like you so you don't really get it until you're too it's too late till you're already in it till mm-hmm. the the pot's on a on a rolling boil <laughs> yeah and you've done fried in that you boiled in that bitch like i uh and they were both talking about oh like you it's a lot of like mumbo jumbo to me honestly but like at the barest like what i could barely understand um was that they're only concerned about y'all defrauding the government. Mm-hmm. Not like any of the other things that even make sense for him to be on this program and and stuff like that. And, you know, what happens if they get divorced? What happens in bubble? You know, it's only like, well, we're just making sure you don't defraud the government. Yeah. And they just, well, live by Rupert. He flips out. He's like, so if I do anything, if I scratch my ass, this is fraud. <laughs> Basically, like, you can't do anything. You can't do anything. I think, well, in my notes, I said if they get married, they might drop Claudine from welfare, but not the kids. So I don't even know how it's beneficial for them. No, I feel like if they were to get married, they would find a way to drop all of them. Oh, yeah. Like, she would have to find employment, and then they would lose all access to benefits. Um, But that's only after, like, fucking them over. They'd probably, like, let them, like, get fired or something, and be like, you can't have this job anymore, and then, like, drop them for the whole thing. mm -hmm. That's how it works here. It's it's always something. Girl, like, this is why nobody trusts anything that the government does. (laughs) You see how when you build up years of distrust, like everything sort of spirals out of control. It's, it's really sad. Like these programs should be, you should be able to have faith. Uh, I hate saying You this. should be able you, to have faith that the government will do what it says it's going to do. And that yes. you're not going to be fucking yourself over by participating in something that you need to do anyway. And also the fact that you motherfuckers won't raise any fucking wages. Yeah. <laughs> that and people have to do stuff like this. And it shouldn't be difficult to access these programs. And the people who need these programs should be able to access them. Um, and you shouldn't have to jump through all these hoops to do that. Like, it, to get this, help. it doesn't make sense. And this movie was made in the 70s. And it, it, it's still relevant. Like, you hear people talking about, like, if I work if I work an hour over, I might lose my benefits. Like, yeah, it, it's sad. Like, people should be able to live and live. I don't, I'm not talking about, like, health, health-wise. But, like, people should be able to live and live happy. Yeah. And be able to support themselves. Um, There's like this idea, like if you give people money, that they'll suddenly like be millionaires or something. And like, oh, we're giving them too much money. And I was like, I don't think that's how it works. And also, I don't understand this obsession with having to work for every single fucking thing. Like this place is a joke. Just like <laughs> there's so much goddamn money being given to the all the wrong things and then you're just like, I don't understand why there's so much crime or I don't understand why this is happening. I don't understand why people won't work. I'm just like, nobody's facing facts and y'all are full of shit. Like, you have to bully and grovel for fucking home tests during a fucking global pandemic, shit like that. Like, things that should be provided easily. Yeah. And everybody keeps telling us, like, hey, by the way, we could just go into this shop. That's what my boss said. She's 
British and she went home and she was like, yeah, we can just go in and get you some tests and walk out and you get as many tests as you need and they don't care and you just walk out. And I was like, well, girl, that shit is not happening here. So you better go get yourself a whole bunch of tests. My whole team was like, girl, you better stock on my test. You better fill up a suitcase because that shit is mm-hmm. not happening here. You better <laughs> so, ship it back. Yeah, it's just like a weird, like, like overly conservative, like, nobody should be getting anything that they don't need. And I'm just like, but you won't give anybody anything that they need. And it's a mess. And I'm thinking, too, given that this is like 1974 or whatever, it's just like, how many jobs do you think this black lady could have gotten? Oh, again. It's not like she was going to go be on welfare and then be like, a CEO, a, a software developer for Google making like 200 uh 200 grand a year like that type of shit didn't even exist back then i don't think <laughs> like like and it's still like even today it's still barriers to employment to for certain groups of people with in a lot of different industries and fields yeah so people be hustling on the side yeah and then you get mad at them for that <laughs> we need to collect that check too by the way nothing you make in this country will be enjoyed without our little cut that we're going to give just to the Pentagon make some stealth engines, stealth airplanes that will not benefit my ass. <laughs> yeah. Some stealth airplanes that are contribute to like World War Three. <laughs> oh shit. I forgot. I forgot we got that popping. Yeah. Some, some, some weird, I know it can tell me if this is actually happening or if it's not going to happen. I have a feeling that given that the country that I live in, that they're making a big deal of nothing to distract from something serious that they should not be doing. Um, so they're going to just go and take it there. We always seem to be taking it there. And I'm just like, how many, what are we supposed to survive through this? I, uh, I hate, okay, we live in the you country that'd be like, so you calling us pussy? You need to mind your own business about how everybody else is dying in this bitch. How about that? Solve that issue first before we all got to die of radiation poisoning. Oh, shit. On top of the thing that we can't even get COVID tests. Now you want me to be out here on my, 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 my Mad Max Fury Road? Because it wouldn't be a Fury Road over here. I live in the desert. Oh, shit. I mean, I'm I not, live in the tundra. I, would not I mean, I could be a little Cheeto. Okay. You could be like, um, maybe Mad Max Frozen Road. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so, well, I guess if, once the radiation blocks out the sun, if I'm remembering from um, Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> we all have to go in our underground tunnels and things. Oh. There won't be no sun. And that's exactly what they think is going to solve global warming. You see how this motherfucker, <laughs> it's all connecting. All the movies that we have watched are connecting back to each other. Ugh. See? This is some bullshit, man. <laughs> A lot of hard truths on a Sunday morning. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, I mean, if we're going to bring it back down to a micro level, the whole welfare thing is just fucked. It's mm. fucked. You're not really actually trying to help people. You're only worried about covering your ass. And I was like, there's so much fucking money in America. I don't... If you lose a little bit because somebody decided to get a little bit of money on their welfare check, like, girl, I don't think that's the main problem here yeah. with your government spending. I think there's a few other things that you could equally scale back but you refuse to so everybody else gotta pay yeah 
You make so, your family struggle. Yeah. More so than they already are. Yeah, you're not doing anything for them. And then you're going to be like, well, we're just trying to help you, Negroes. <laughs> just mind your business then. Leave us alone. If, if that's your version of help, leave us the fuck alone. Um, so after this whole thing, it almost seemed like Rupert was like going off. But I guess he's like, well, we're still going to get married, but like, fuck y'all. <laughs> or something. And like, I... I don't know what made him think, you know, what escalated from, I don't want y'all in my business to, we gonna get married. Like, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's being told that you can't do nothing, but like, it's not like, well, fuck y'all anyway, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at the worst part, I mean, the, the, the most important thing I think is just like the kids stay secure. Um... But, like, I don't know. It just all seems very, like, murky. Rupert's decision-making. Child. Yeah, he's a lot. It's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of swinging from left to right. I don't understand what happens. But it doesn't even matter because after this, <laughs> they're about to tell the kids that they're going to get married. I think they have the kids at Rupert's house for the first time. Um mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a big deal. And the kids seem to, like, have an idea of what's going on and stuff. And they look very excited to tell them. And then who should come to the door but someone serving papers. Yeah. Saying Rupert got to pay what he owe. Yeah. He has been um, served with a child support summons. Um, the reason is willful neglect. Because he ain't been taking care of his kids. <laughs> All that shit, and you're not even doing what you're supposed to be doing. Time to owe you on the welfare, I'll call him. I'm like, well, shit, I should have called the child support office on you. <laughs> Had I realized. And now he mad because this is all her fault. Like, he tries to put this back on Claudine because it's like, well, if you hadn't peer pressured me into going down there to be your man. If you hadn't peer pressured me to coming into my house in the first place, we wouldn't have none of these problems. Yeah. (laughs) Let's start from the root. (laughs) Let's get to the root of the situation. How did this start in the first place? And his wages are garnished. Um, I wrote down they were garnished $60. I don't know if that's correct or not. Um, for some reason, men on Twitter fear that they'll be garnished wages. Like, they'll have garnishment of some, like, you know, or at least have to pay in some form or fashion $8 million a month or whatever. Is is It's not $8 million. Is it exact? It's $1 million, Ashley. It's not $8 million person? a month. It's just $1 million to... Who, who's the last last person who like got put on like some sort of child support thing and some man was like man I'm not sure about getting married and I'm like (laughs) were you do you think they just make up some arbitrary number um I believe they do I think they just put like hold a little piece of paper to their foreheads <laughs> think of that number and then type it into the machine and that's what they give you is this your card <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> what's that thing you tell me about the lottery 
Yeah. Just going to put it, put a number in the little thing and use a little ball and but pop it out. That, yeah. That's, your, that's how much you owe. Every Seventy month. million dollars. Like, girl, they're not going to take. Like, oh, I don't think I should be married. Don't be a little bitch. You won't have the problems that you have. <laughs> I'm not that. And he talked about, oh, I'll be. Didn't he like a, like infer that he, or like he kind of like makes like. How do I say this? He almost sounds like he's playing on like being a pimp to make up the money. I couldn't get what he, I felt like he was going to vaguely hustle. That's what he's saying. I was like, I'll go out and hustle. I was like, do you mean drugs or do you mean girls? Because a little I, bit of both, maybe. A little, it sounded like a little bit of uh, a lot of stuff. And I was like, uh, sir, you don't get your 40 year old ass back now. He, um, he just, Rupert fucking trifling. Um, from there, he just does what he does best. He Leave. runs away. <laughs> he leaves. Can he, you leave? <laughs> Girl, he, I'm so And this irritated. is sad. This made me so mad because all the kids was excited. They was like, yeah, we got a day. We got a daddy. Yeah, they're making him stuff for Father's Day. Yeah, and Claudine is like, the kids are very excited about this situation. Um, they want the ki- the kids want to throw you a Father's Day party. Yes, the kids party. are excited. They want to throw you a Father's Day party. If you hear about a bunch of little kids wanting to throw you a Father's Day party because they're excited that you're going to come into their family, you should be. You should either say, I don't know about this ahead of time. You should say, um, I don't, I don't think this, I think I made a mistake. You should just tell Claudine on the phone. I think I made a mistake. Yeah. He just like left and like, she didn't know what happened to him. She had no idea where he went. The kids, like, it's a huge like party. Like it looks almost like a birthday party. Like it's a legitimate thing. Like they've invited people. Um, they put up like banners and stuff like that. And they got like food and everything. Music playing. Oh, I love the scenes of everybody dancing. Mm-hmm. I love when I love scenes from the seventies of like black people dancing because I don't know what we were doing, but we were doing we were having a good time doing mm-hmm. it. Because some of the dances I do not understand. I mean, some of them were like the bump or whatever, but like <laughs> some of them were giving Sherman Hemsley for real. <laughs> Remember his dance he'd always do. <laughs> A bunch of little kids took time out of their day to, to make hand make decorations and throw you a fucking party. And you just ghost a bunch of little kids. Yeah. That has damaging effects on their psyche. They'll probably remember that forever. That could create like abandonment issues. They already have <laughs> abandonment issues. Yeah, because their their fathers left. Yeah. And, and here you go. You stepped up and said, yeah, I'm going to be your dad. And then you left. Like, that's fucked up. It's incredibly fucked up. I hate, I hate it. I hate it so much. Because then the kids actually go to find him. First they call. The phone in line is disconnected. Then the... Paul and Francis go looking for him. They go riding their bike down these busy-ass streets. And I was like, oh, God, protect the babies. They're very close to other cars. (laughs) Um, 
And they're on like uh, Paul's bike and they're like pedaling really fast to go like see if he's there, if he's okay or whatever, because they don't know what happened to him. And um, yeah, he's gone. Like that, that, that whole part just made me so sad. It's awful. I feel so bad for them because they bet like Claudine is like upset and like probably embarrassed. Here go Charles talking now. Well, I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> I told you, shit. I told you so. I knew this was going shit. Look like, at you. When these Look situations happen, don't nobody want to hear about no. I told you show. Like, like, like. Come on, bro. Like, like nobody can't you see your little, your little siblings are like hurt. They're hurt. Your mom is distraught because y'all are supposed to be getting married, and then. It's just such a nasty, like, low-down, dirty thing to do. Because I was like, mm-hmm. I know you're going through it. But it's like a, it's a problem of your own making. It's not her fault. What she didn't do? ask you to marry her. Or what even be do? with her like this. Just be, like, neglectful forever? You're not putting any money towards them at all? Or, like, what are you doing? Like, sending, like, a dollar for their birthday? Mm. Like, oh, here, happy birthday, kid. You're five years old. And they're actually six. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> um and then oh see I see some of my notes. I'm getting more of Charles. <laughs> I, I okay. So <sighs> this is when Charlene I'm not Charlene, sorry, uh Claudine is out. She's smoking a cigarette. She's she's down low. And here come Charles. Charles being oh god. The angel of death. Charles, <laughs> Charles angel is like death. she like hey Charles, you need to go back in the house. And he's like, you can't tell me what to do. She was like, come on, Charles. Like, I'm your mom. She was like, you need to be minding your business, grandma. And she was like, what? Yeah, but, like, he says things so incredibly fucked up. He's like, if you loved me, you would have killed me like the women on the plantation so the kids wouldn't be slaves. I was like, okay, Killmonger, please. <laughs> uh. And we are really late in the game to this, but I haven't mentioned that Charles this whole time has been played by let me make sure I get this name right because I know him as a certain way <laughs> um is Lawrence Hilton Jacobs and he was in Cooley High he played Cochise but we I feel like most of us on the internet know him in a very particular way how do we know him and that is from the Jacksons and American Dream where he Gosh. played Joseph and we know him from go to bed Joseph go to <laughs> Big. Like it's been so freaking long since I seen. I don't even remember what Joe Jackson looked like in that movie. Oh, oh, let me look up pictures because I feel like I need to. Jo- that fucking thing is so long. Yeah, that is three business days worth of movie. Honestly, with commercials. Mm-hmm. And he was also on Welcome Back, Cotter. Yeah, he's been on quite a few things. And Roots too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, I'm glad he has a long storied career because um, I, 
if this is his only film role, I'd be like, well, good riddance. Because <laughs> he was getting on my nerves this entire time. Why did they go show me where Joe Jackson looks like in the thing? No, I don't want to see actual Joe Jackson. <laughs> oh. Kind of looks It's hard to reconcile with like Joe Jackson in this movie. He looks Joe nothing Jackson. like Joe Jackson, period. No. But. Yeah, he doesn't. It's very, you know, I love when they have a generous casting for someone. I mean, not that Joe Jackson was like ugly or whatever, but like, it's just always very interesting when they, you see somebody getting cast or something, and you're like, what about this person said, yes, <laughs> this is Joe Jackson? <laughs> I mean, like, for real. Like, that, um, why are they doing that movie about the lady who lied about the blood? Um, her, oh, they're in Oh, they yeah. do that. They're doing a... Karen from Mean Girls. Yeah, which I I watched the trailer, and I was like, well, she might have, she might have done some things here. Uh, but Naveen Andrews is oh. supposed to play her lover mm. <laughs> and business partner. And I was like, now, y'all know what y'all are doing. Yeah, y'all trying to just get folks to watch because they're going to do them Googles and they're going to be like, bitch. <laughs> Sorry, like, but they're going to be Death like, Death Patel bitch. is supposed to play that guy from Chippendales. And I was like, I went and Googled him. I was like, he's playing a Chippendale? No, he's playing the guy who claims he invented Chippendales. And I was like, again, very generous. <laughs> this is extremely generous. Um, I can't wait to see how it plays out because I don't know if he's going to have to do some some extreme haircutting, some weight changes. I don't know. But I was like, well, we'll see what it happens. But I mean, in these pictures, he does look very threatening as Joe Jackson. <laughs> so maybe that's that's the vibe they were going for. Mm-hmm. He looks like someone who yelled at people a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm, yelling at little Jason Weaver. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor Jason. This, um, the Jackson's American Dream is on Tubi. Oh, hell yeah. I don't know. I think they have an account to, like, save stuff with suck. So, like, if you get up and go somewhere and try to come back, um, I think that might be a little difficult. Without an, uh, 300 minutes. Mm-hmm. Let me, I'm just going to add that. <laughs> um, yeah, so Charles is being trash. Um... I think you also are about to mention something that he's been doing this entire movie, or at least planning to do this entire movie. He, okay. So he, well, from this scene, he'd be like, you need to mind your business, Grandma. He's like, what? Yeah, Char, you worried about what I'm doing? Charlene Titty's over there getting big. You need to go check and see what she doing. I was like, what? Titty, what's going on? What to be fuck? fair, she was not wearing a bra. And I'm like, what's going on? And then Claudine, like, her titties getting big. What the fuck, grandma? And she runs into the house and she's like, Charlene, what you been up to? You pregnant? <laughs> oh, man. Man, man. And uh, this is bad. This is bad. She yeah. starts shaking the shit out of Charlene. And yeah, and I think she beat her with a brush. She get a whooping. And I was like, you can't whoop your kids. You also can't whoop a potentially pregnant Person. woman or a girl. Yeah. She's a girl. She's still a teenager. Can't yeah. whoop folk. And I was like, please stop. Please stop. 
Yeah, it was a lot. This is not, I was like, okay, we get into some like mommy dearest ass territory. <laughs> and also I was like, why can't I see the, the baby's boobies? <laughs> I was like, please stop. This is too much happening. Put please. her shirt back on. No, put that little girl shirt back on. I should not be seeing her boobies. And um, yeah, it, it's, it's, I don't know what Charlene was thinking. I can't tell you what any young mother is ever thinking, but she's like, we're going to have this baby. No, Papa, don't preach. Um, so she's yeah. going to get married and they're going to work until the baby comes. And, and I don't I'm know like, what the fuck they're going to oh. do after that. Okay, Charlene. And wasn't there something about her her boyfriend being potentially like a great black man or something like that. I missed that whole line, but my note said, Father, let us pray because your boyfriend is not W.E.B. Boyfriend. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Lord. Lord. What's she talking about? Oh, he could be like a great black man, like all these other great black men in history. And I was like, uh-huh. my notes just say, Charlene pregnant, Lord, Charles <laughs> is a bitch. <laughs> I know. Why would you drop that on your like your fucking mom like that? I said you. That was just cruel. <sighs> it's just cruelty. Just wait a week. I mean, just wait a little bit because everybody going through it. Like you'll know what Char- Like you didn't even give Charlene an opportunity to tell her mama what's going on. Yeah, you're telling like. I mean, I could see that like Charlene would be like one of those girls that wouldn't say anything until she starts a show. Mm-hmm. Like, like my good friend from just another IR. <laughs> That's a girl at IRT. Oh, um, she didn't say anything, man. She was like, "Girl, let me just buy these. Okay, I got these Levi's and a size <laughs> six. Let me buy these tens. Let me buy these twelves. Yeah, in the bathroom trying to like hype him up and <laughs> stuff. Like, oh my god. Um, she got lucky. Her parents didn't notice. Um, yeah, uh, and also like. He said that shit just to hurt Claudine. Yeah. Like, he wasn't even concerned about Charlene or anything like that. He just said that just to, like, put another, like, here, you stupid bitch. <laughs> like, this is what you get for having hopes and dreams. <sighs> you thought you was going to have a family. Now look what happened. You like, thought you were uh, going to walk off into the sunset. Look at you, you dummy. <laughs> nasty kid like I don't like he's just nasty he's just nasty yeah um and I love there's another scene with the gossips on the bus um but they're talking about like having men again still but I one of them was like I'd rather have a dirty pair of pants to wash than none at all none at all I don't know I don't know if it's worth that much considering all the shit that this woman she's not even married yet (laughs) she's been putting her through it um, and then at some point we find out that Charles decided to have a vasectomy. Oh, uh, because was, they, huh? the kids be telling on each other, much like what Charles did. Girl, what did, what did the kids say? I think he, Charles cut off his dick. <laughs> yeah, there's like, I think Charles sick. Something wrong with Charles. He won't let us in the room. And then he's like, I think he cut his dick off. <laughs> it's like, how do you know that? <laughs> And Claudine had to rush in and see what's wrong with I just expected a bloody mess. <laughs> so then, fucking Charles, god damn it. 
So yeah. again, Charles is young, but this is kind of stem. Like this is where I get more of his like hatred toward women a little bit. Mm. I, I don't know, like his. I don't know. It was something weird about his motivations to get a vasectomy was that he didn't want children because he didn't want to create more problems for society. Yeah, I'm 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 sitting here wondering. And his mom like, was like, "What the fuck? That's what white people talk about all the time, you fucking idiot." <laughs> He's like, oh. you are not a problem to society. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, you just sound just like white people. That's the shit that white people tell black people every day. So what the fuck are you talking about? What did you even do to yourself? And I, I, I'm wondering because, like, it's such a drastic move. But then, like, condom use probably was not at all. Any rate. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, you could just wear condoms, Charles. You literally business. just could strap it up. <laughs> the same conversations we're still having. God, I don't want any kids. Okay, cool. But you don't want to wear a condom. <sighs> so, like, what, what are you going to... I don't know what to be thinking, honestly. And then I was also, like, I don't know how, like... I know this is, like, post reproductive rights era i don't know like what strides people were getting like like i know the pill was available but like it just seems like it wasn't available to this group of people like it wasn't even thought of or anything like safe sex just was not a conversation (laughs) at this time shit hadn't gotten dire yet so like that wasn't really like a thing that people really said or talked about so it's just like god i mean like the sex needs can be reversible but it just seems like it's such an extreme yeah especially you're 18 yeah as at 18 year old like what made you go there what kind of shit were they teaching you at the meetings oh wait we forgot a key part before he did all this shit um um what's his name Ruth. Mm-hmm. Oh, trifling ass. He couldn't be found by anybody in the family. <laughs> but he was drinking at the bar, getting fucked up, crying. It wasn't a bar. It was church bar. It was a bar slash church. Yeah, what was uh, happening with the choir in the church? <laughs> it, was a, it was a bar and it was church at the same time because it was literally both. Um, and he was drunk and he was there and they were singing and he was started testifying. And Charles walked in and he's like, oh, sight, nigga. <laughs> I told you, and I'm here to pay, to collect. <laughs> and he fucked him up. He fucked him up. He beat some sense into him. Yeah, I I just don't. Charles's entire psychology, like I don't. I'm trying to understand. If anybody's listening to this, like, please let us know what you think about Charles and how his whole thing is. I might disagree with you. I'm going to be 100% with that. But, like, I just want to know because it just seems so goddamn ridiculous. (laughs) I don't, I really don't understand Charles as a a character. Like, I I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. I just get that he hates his mother. Yeah. I get that he's a hotel. Like, I get that. But (laughs) that's basically what he is. He did say that he doesn't think that manhood is dependent on what you have between your legs. I did like that. That seemed very, 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 very (laughs) 
very forward thinking into the future. And um, again, I don't like him getting the vasectomy. Okay. It's just like, it was just weird to get it at 18. But if he does it, like, so it was just like extreme. Are you still, you still going to have sex or? I, I don't know. Like, again, I'm just saying it, it was just like a, an extreme progression for the character. But it's nothing wrong with what he did. That's what I'm just trying to say. But, like, it's just, like, extreme. It was just extreme. Yeah. It just seemed, I don't know. I, I want to know who convinced him to do it. Because yeah. it seemed like something I don't know how many 18-year-olds know about, like, at least back then, knew about vasectomies, unless that was something that they taught in school. But, I, again, I have no idea. Again, I would understand that you don't want as many kids as, like, if you didn't want kids, that's fine. Or if you don't want as many kids as, like, your parents. And then, again, maybe that's why. Yeah. Well, yeah. You women won't stop the epidemic, I will. (laughs) And, I mean, I guess if that's where you're coming from, Charles, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, again, I guess that's novel because you also don't, see that in film period oh yeah no it's just like oh well I guess you better figure something out cause I'm not fixing this situation and <laughs> it's not my fault yeah that's just on y'all bro yeah oh you got pregnant well I had nothing to do with that <laughs> <laughs> of course um so uh, I guess after Rupert it's not the fuck out. He finally shows up to confess about how his problems were. I think he said he's in St. Louis this whole time. Um, it doesn't really seem like an apology. It just seems like a roundabout way of just saying a bunch of shit like I was going through it. And I was like, well, I guess this is as good as it's going to get for you, Claudine. This is as far as apology that you're going to actually receive. But the kids are just happy to have him back. Claudine's happy to have his ass back. And the next scene is them getting married in Claudine's house. Um, and Charles is not there because Charles is doing a protest, or not doing, I guess he's a part of a protest um, for like welfare rights and I think labor rights. I forget what some of the signs say, like treat us like people or something like that. Um, but. There's a whole thing that happens because they're trying to storm the welfare office and the cops are like, no, no, we won't be doing this. And um, they chase them through the neighborhood. Right into the wedding. Right into the wedding. And Claudine's like, those are like, that's my kid. If I was one, you can't take him. Because I guess they're going to put him on like the paddy wagon or whatever. And so Claudine's like, no. (laughs) She jumps up there with him. And then she's like, that's my son. And. And then Rupert jumps up there, and then the babies jump up there. So I guess they all took a ride down. <laughs> I was like, oh, they, those are my parents. Do they take them all, or do they just, like, let them go? I forget. They all go wherever they head into. I guess they take them downtown. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, because at the end, they're all strolling through the neighborhoods. So I guess they just, I don't know, made bail. I don't know what happened. <laughs> um... And yeah, they're strolling around through Harlem, hand to hand, arm in arm. And 
I wouldn't say life is good, but they're gonna make it somehow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's basically the end of it. Um, chaotic as it was, <laughs> as it might be. <laughs> um, so how are we feeling? How are we how are we doing? Um, I I I really enjoy this movie. I I've, I watched it twice for the show. Like I was saying earlier, I want this movie because it's hard to find. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, especially during this month. Um, surprised that it isn't up. Um, <laughs> you know, movies up though. <laughs> I just found out that most of our picks that we've had in the last couple of months are part of the Black Led Black Voices collections on various streaming platforms. Um, oh, so. Oh God! Is is fucking Love Jones on there? Oh, Love Jones is a couple of places. Um, <sighs> Let it go. <laughs> so release the shackles. Um, I feel like more people should watch this. Well, should watch this film. It it's very good. Um, the performances of everyone is good. Even the babies. The babies were acting. Um, yeah. it's just a good film. Um. It's a social issues film without being message, um, like I was saying earlier. So <laughs> I feel like it's worth a watch. And I feel like if we don't talk about it, it's going to be a film that is going to be forgotten soon. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those movies that people probably overlook in their grand scheme of like, oh, we don't have these kinds of movies, which I'm always like, are you sure? Have you double checked? <laughs> look again, look in the archives, because this is like I said, when Brittany suggested this, I was like, what is that? <laughs> I've never heard of that, this movie before. And so see me being such a fan of movies made in the seventies, I was like, what on earth? <laughs> I've never heard of this at all. And I feel like I should have. It's, it's, it's good, it's good. It's, it's just so good. Yeah. I um I enjoyed this movie, even though James Earl Jones kind of freaked me out. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um of course love Diane Carroll. I wish some of her dialogue was like I wish it was more like not so straightforward about welfare sometimes. I was just like you know, talk about other things like what do you and you what do you and Rupert talk about? <laughs> Why are you guys together? Because all her conversations with him were some like, oh, you're going to be like, what, what does she call him at one point? Like the welfare man or something? Or I forgot what she calls him. Um, but I was like, this seems kind of repetitive. Um, but I did like it. I do like that she's a good mom. I feel like in the portrayal of black mothers that she is not necessarily one that um, is such like a disciplinarian all the time, which for some reason that seems to be the new thing. Um, I mentioned this on Twitter the other day about how much I hate how people talk about Rue and her mother on Euphoria and how if you just beat the hell out of her, then she'll be fine. Mm. Um, and that how, um, what was it? What was uh, Tina Arnold's character from Everybody Hates Chris? Um, which I remember her. I never really watched. I never watched I, Everybody Hates Chris, um, but I know that she was quite 
the disciplinarian on there, um, which of course is like, I guess if that's how Chris Rock's actual life was, that's fine. But like, I don't think you should apply his mother to everybody's mother um, because it sounds like <laughs> what you think will solve someone's um, self-loathing and uh, drug use and depression and bipolar disorder because I feel like people forget that I think Rue has been diagnosed as bipolar and some other things and um, yeah, beating the hell out of somebody is not going to be, like, you're not going to get rid of those problems <laughs> simply by locking someone in their room and smacking shit out of them. I'm so sorry. And even though, like, Claudine does smack her, uh, her daughter in this movie, unfortunately, I feel like that was also just, like, not her doing that simply because she thought that was okay. I think that was her kind of losing control of her emotions with everything that had been going on. And that was like the last straw uh, for this woman that had been going through a lot. And I'm not saying that she should take out her anger like that on her children. Um, but in that instance, it's like, I don't think she felt like beating her kids was necessarily going to fix her kids or solve their issue. So I do like how she is a mother to them um and she puts them first pretty much before everything because she's like we can stop this relationship now <laughs> this has this has does not have to go any farther like we don't have to do this um and i think that's really really good to see um i feel like carolyn and crooklyn was the same way she was very she was a disciplinarian but she wasn't like come here, if you don't do this, I'll smack the shit out of all you. <laughs> Which it seems to be what everybody thinks is a good mother these days. I'm just like, there's so many of you have problems. <laughs> and I don't know if you realize this, but I don't think your mother smacking you because you talked back was necessarily the answer. Let's go put that out there. So um, if we're talking about how black mothers are portrayed, I think this is like a relatively good one. I feel like if any white people ever watch this, it's like, who cares? But like, if they watch this, I think like, maybe this is probably like, oh, black people go through trials and tribulations just like everybody else or whatever. And they're normal people too and stuff. But I don't know. Their opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> in, in, this, in this grand scheme of things and this movie in particular, like, who cares? But yeah, I, I enjoy this movie. Um, I think people, more people need to see this movie if they haven't already, if they have no idea what this movie is, like I didn't, so. Yeah. Y'all should check it out. Um, you gotta, you have to buy it from Criterion, probably. Yeah, I'm hesitant to put the link up because I don't want the link to be taken down, but there is a good rip on the YouTubes. Like the Criterion yeah. lip, yeah. Do you Googles? Yeah, no, you could find it pretty easy. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was a little nervous at first because there is it's not playing like it is nowhere. It's not even on the Criterion channel or it's nothing. But um yeah, semi there's like two rips that I found. There's like a semi shitty rip and then there's like uh like a Criterion like remastered version rip. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's out there. Mm hmm uh, do you have any recommendations for anything else, like a uh, similar film? Um, 
Not really. Like, I was trying to think of, like, a movie that portrays, like, a mother kind of like Claudine, even though she is scattered and trying and trying to pull her family together and keep it together and find love, even though her partner is fucking trifling and I would beat his <laughs> ass if I, if I found him in the street. Um, <laughs> it, there aren't really many films like this. Like, not quite like this that aren't like comedies or like the romances are different like I can't describe it they don't have the same vibe The, the the issues presented in those films are a little bit more I feel like they're heavier. Yes. And also, I feel like it's, like, not about social issues. It's always, like, my husband left me or something. I don't know. It is usually dealing with, like... I can only think of horror movies right now. Just think of Luke Babadook. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or it's dealing with, like, um, more, like, familial issues. Like, you didn't tell me about, like, abuse, or you didn't tell me about things like that. And they're they're not quite like this. Yeah, like... That's kind of of what I like about Claudine. I don't feel like there's a lot of movies about single mothers either. Mm Mm-hmm. Or like you, I'm thinking like movies like Jump in the Broom, like you kept my parentage from me. Like, oh gosh, those kind of like you, like it's like you kept a big secret from me or things like that. Where Is like, Jump in the Broom with Megan Good? Uh, what's Megan Good? It's like Paula Patton and Laz, Laz Alonso. Yeah. And Lynn Whitfield. <laughs> oh gosh. I was going to say, Lynn Whitfield is kind of like another person that I would, I always think of like the super glamorous, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like black mother. But she always is like, I hate my kids. Yeah. <laughs> she always gives me like, I fucking hate these kids. <laughs> like, and there, there are parents like in these, there, there are mothers in these films that love their kids. But the the subject matter is like a little bit a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot we can compare this with, even though we're comparing it with um with Crickland. Crickland and and Crickland got heavy. Crickland did get heavy. It does get heavy after a fun romp. It does mm-hmm. get heavy. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I mean, like we said, you should definitely watch this movie. Um, I guess if anybody else has any, like if somebody who watches this has any other movies that they have watched that compares to this, I think that would be nice because, I mean, I always like seeing single mothers in movies. I know it kind of is a, rubs people the wrong way how much y'all hate single mothers, but as someone with a, a mother who raised me mostly on her own, I would say that I love it and I would like to see more and there's nothing wrong with it because it is very, very realistic. 
He's like, I talk about realism. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So should we talk about what we're going to do next month? Are we, are we still? <laughs> are we, we, we have, we have been planning this, ep- the next two episodes for months now. So like, this isn't brand new. Um, so we could just say it. We've literally been planning it for months. It's true. I've been trying. I've pitched this one movie for literally years, probably De- like a decade, honestly. Yeah. At this point, you're like, hey, you should watch this craziness. And I said, ah, well, no. Um, <laughs> so I'm, uh, we're going to try to handle this, the subject matter with, with, with care. Um, so... Shit. It would have been so iconic if we had done this for this month. Like, I feel like we would not. No, it's to too much going to the on horror this month. of this Black History Month. But. No. Um, <laughs> now, one of these films I absolutely love. I love it. One of the films I grew up with, and I'm like, girl, bitch, girl. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> next month, y'all. So, just bear with us, okay? Just bear with us. Just be with us in the moment. Um, next month, we are doing Imitation of Life, the the remake, which was from 1959, I believe, and Passing, which was released last year in 2021. Yes. So we we're we aren't passing. Ashley and I aren't passing. Not even but, a little bit, not even close to it. Um we can talk about the definition of that because there's been a lot of different uh the, the definition of passing has expanded for me since I have heard about this movie. Um, and I'm also going to try to listen to the audiobook um, since it's like, I don't know, like 100 some pages. So, um, yeah, we can talk about all of that because it should be quite interesting. There's mm-hmm. endless and endless amounts of <laughs> subject matter we can draw from. Um, yeah. I don't know about Imitation of Life. We might just be cutting up for that one. But I feel like passing, we should, especially since this Ruth Nega. I feel like the Oscars give somebody like a nomination and they're just like, well, we did our diligence. Now, fuck off. <laughs> so I was expecting Ruth to get a Best Supporting nomination. She did not. Um... And so I feel like once again, how we just plus some other things that happened this month. I feel like had we talked about this, this, these two movies, it would have been simply fate, iconic. Yeah, she gained so much anxiety. Like so, I was really you know usually I don't I don't I don't really fight for any of my pairings. I'm just like oh we could do this and this, and then like but then I was like you know we can really do this. I have points. I have like. I have several points to be made. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I it, it, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, I do plan on taking it seriously because I think it was a good movie. Some people didn't like it. That's fine, whatever. But I feel like the issues that it brings up are very um, appropriate, especially since, like, we're two black girls. Like, this, um, even though we're not, like, passing or by anybody's definition of the word i think like it's it's a part of our i don't say a part of our culture but it does affect us uh yeah it has um it has it has a lot of ripple effects affected uh 
us in ways that I will maybe get into. Um, Indirectly, directly, possibly, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot. It could be a lot. It's like an endless quagmire when you bring in like colorism and passing and um, why you would do something like that and who benefits and who um, thinks that they benefit from this when like I've never seen Invitation Online so I'm not gonna even say but at least in passing like it just seems like you're throwing yourself into the lion's den in a way that's like wholly unsafe um and how like people try to like I feel like in some instances like you're trying to like regain some sort of power in the only way that you can and what that means for people um that you know masquerading as a white woman is the only way you can get some sort of like agency in such a dark sided world. It's a lot. <laughs> That's just the tip of the iceberg. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, I don't plan on being like too joke, like too serious. Maybe we should like, maybe we should open up with passing and then we can like get the serious out the way, <laughs> get the heaviness out the way. I'm not sure how we're going to do this. Yeah. We have to decide because yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I expect um, Invitation of Life to be a hot-ass mess, but I've seen Passing, and I thought it was good, and it brought up a lot of things. This will also somehow, for some reason, be our, like, third Tessa Thompson movie. <laughs> Not on purpose. Yeah. But, we, yeah. yeah. We're starting to get some, some repeat people. We are. Yeah. It's very interesting. Like, oh, yeah, we're, we're back here with you again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> it should be interesting. But yeah, I'm excited. Um, it's going to be an interesting time, but I think we could do it. Yeah, I believe in us. Yeah, I mean, it's Black Girl Film Club. Who would we, I feel like we would be remiss to not do this. Yeah. Answer this one. And then we can pick some craziness later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, lighten the vibes a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 will need it. <laughs> I know. Oh God, just talk about Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, he's gonna break okay. me. Okay, so where can they find us, Brittany? <laughs> so, guys, as always, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can also check us out on Twitter at BOK BOK Girl Film Club on um instagram at black girl film club if you have any questions you can email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com or check us out at blackgirlfilmclub.com yeah and i think by the time this drops because i have not tweeted the link yet um we will officially have a coffee um account available so if you have any donations if you feel like you know giving to the pod monetarily um we do not have a hundred million dollar deal with a certain streaming site (laughs) or streaming app so uh yeah we will be accepting any sort of tips or what do you say is it tips coffees um and that would go to helping out the show as far as 
um, doing things like reviewing certain movies and also um, just like general upkeep, hosting fees, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's it, not for us. A- DIY. This is extremely DIY still. This is our fourth anniversary and we are here doing <laughs> sisters are doing it for themselves. For sure. Exactly. So um yeah, but other than that, I don't think there's anything else no. for this episode at least. No. So okay, well everybody watch Claudine like we said like fifty million times. Yes. Yes, um, yes, yes. And we're going to catch you guys later. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.